Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's up, weirdos? Uh, this is uh, super exciting. As uh, most of you know, I'm taping my pilot on Wednesday. I'm not even here to hawk, hawk tickets anymore. It's already happening. You're hearing this on Wednesday. That means we taped it on Tuesday. I said Wednesday. Tuesday and Thursday. So we're in the middle of doing the Midnight Show, which is super exciting. And You Made It Weird is uh, still going full steam ahead with, uh, with no plans of pausing or stopping ever. And this episode is wonderful. Ricky Lindholm, so glad that she could make it in. Uh, I am a little pressed for time, so we're just going to do the super short intro ever. The super shortest intro ever of all time. Uh, the tour dates are on uh, PeteHolmes.com, and the sponsor is Gamefly. It really is. It's not a bit. Gamefly's got all all the best games. <laughs> I, I just laughed in anticipation of what I could make up. It's funny because we're doing Gamefly for the, for the live show as well. Um, anyway, uh, they got all the games. They got uh, uh, Concealed Erection, Concealed Erection 2, Why Do They Have These Playboys at the Barbershop, Raw Almonds. <laughs> this is really phoned-in Gamefly ads. That's a new game that they have. Um, this is not bottled water, I can tell. That's new for Connect. Ibuprofen, that's just a new game. I'm just saying words that I see around the office. An invite to a wedding. Uh, emergency, because everyone around me is sick. Goji berries. These aren't games anymore. There's B12 in liquid form. It's good for you. Uh, some old watermelon that's molding. Anyway, what you gotta, what you gotta do is go to gamefly.com, regular slash weird, get a free 15 day trial. This helps out the show specifically and deliberately. Uh, or you can go to the episodes page on nerdist.com and click on the banner. They have over 8,000 games. They got real games. They got some of the fake games that I've made up. There's no late fees or shipping fees. One month subscription is a fraction of the cost of a new game. A fraction of a cost. Listeners of this show get a free 15 day trial on Gamefly. Go to gamefly.com, regular slash weird. Now, all I want you to do is enjoy this discussion, this conversation with one of my favorite people, Ricky Lindholm from Garfunkel Notes. Get into it. Enjoy. Thank you, weirdos. Same you did it with Nikki Glazer, which is another lovely blonde woman. Yes. Yep. Whenever there are lovely blonde women, Chris Hardwick appears. Chris Hardwick right. just slinks in. Oh, I just happen to be here. Can I tell you one th- weird thing up top? Please. Well, know, yes. Believe me, this, this won't. Sometimes I remember Nikki was like, this better not be Robin from my time. So know that this is I'm all I'm not worried bonus. about it at all. You have that bit about masturbating when you hear people having sex. Sorry to jump right in. No, please. And I, I hope I'm not ruining a bit. Nope, not at all. Who cares? Yeah. I just was like, I, when you told that joke, I was like, oh. It, it was it, it, it like was unifying because I've I, I've done that I've done that before. In fact, I'll make it even weirder because that's a weird thing for you. Sure, I've considered masturbating. I've never I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's a part in my brain that I was like because I heard someone fucking so loud and it was in the hallway and I was like, do I just masturbate right here in the hallway? I didn't do it, but like my my lizard brain takes over and I hear uh, people fucking. I'm like, I got to get in on this. Yeah, and you talk about it and you're a put together fellow. You, you look like I, I would lend you a cup of milk. You know what I'm saying? He's not like... Yeah. You well, know. let me put it this way. It has, I, I will be honest and say, it's not anything that's happened any time recently. Me neither. Me neither. But 
And I now I'm you feeling, need now <laughs> now I'm feeling a little defensive, but I do want to be honest. I have since heard people fucking, and I haven't done shit. I've just been like, oh, people are fucking. I'm more of a grown person. This was earlier in my life, and I, I had no sex. And when I heard people having sex, there was no. What choice. I have done recently, though, is when I've when I think I'm hearing it next door, I'm like, yeah. okay, wait, it's either they're fighting or fucking. Or, yeah. Okay, maybe it's like I will try really hard to find where it's coming from. Yeah. Just to listen for a minute. The haunted horny house. Just to be like, oh, oh, that's what's happening. I will turn off my air conditioner. Ricky, What? listen, one time Chelsea Pretty. Hey, hey, it's been a while. She texted me, my neighbors are fucking, I can't stand it. I wrote back, masturbate. That's not a girl thing. No, the sound alone makes you want to masturbate? Absolutely. Oh, God. Because think about it. Typically, and I was going to write a bit about it, too, mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes I currently hear my neighbors fuck, but it, the girl is, like, gagged or something. Oh, really? She oh, no. doesn't make any noise. Oh. Occasionally I'll hear her be like... Maybe she's just bad in bed. Maybe. May, you know, I've heard Asian ladies. Is that racist? I've heard Asian ladies are loud in the No, stack. or is she mute? She could be mute. Mm-hmm. And we've glossed over the Asian thing, which we're all more comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. I don't know if that's a, that when, I, when I'm accessing the wiki page of yeah. unacceptable, uh, un-PC comments, that's not one that really strikes a chord. It's citation needed. Someone keeps so, adding it. It's citation it. needed. Some quiet Asian orgasm or keeps, yeah. keeps saying, that can't be up I there. I would almost, like, that's just a step below, like, you know. Asian people turn red when they drink. Like some of them right, do, right, right, right. not all of them. But right, that's, right. it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, it's almost. Man, is that racist? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We we you and I were just in Outside Lands, and I shared a weird moment of racism with a Sikh. Uh, he was driving my cab, mm-hmm. and then an Asian guy. And I, I like to do a little detective work. Here's a little tip, Ricky Lindholm. Hmm. If you want to know if a car is uh, rental, and mm-hmm. you know, you probably know this from touring, but maybe you didn't notice. They all have UPC symbols on the rear window, mm-hmm. so that's that's a fun little game to play. Oh, they're bad, and they're renting the car. Yep. So this guy makes a goofy <laughs> left. It's my Jason Bourne. I know I can run for three miles at this height, you know, all that sort of stuff. The best place for a gun is in the cabin of that you truck. You can spot any rental car. And what I can do is go, that's from Avis. <laughs> and that's what makes me a super person. Yeah. So this Asian guy, real classic age, classic age, real classic age, is uh, taking this real goofy turn in front of us. Like, just indefensible. Like a spontaneous, <laughs> no reason U-turn. And now there's a stereotype that Asian people can't drive. Now, I'm not here to endorse that in the least. What I will say was a weird bit bittersweet moment was the Sikh shot me a look because he's a Sikh. He's a knife-carrying, bearded uh, religious person from the Middle East or from uh, India, probably. Mm-hmm. And w- I'm supposed to be, and I'm, and I'm white bread. You know what I mean? And we joined together to kind of look at each other like and go Asian, Asian oh. guy, Asian <laughs> guy. And I totally like I, again. I not all Asian people were bad drivers at all, but it was weird to find common racist. So ground. one type of racism unites other races. I hope so. I'd like to think there's an Asian guy and a white guy looking at a seat, going, "He probably drives a cab right now." We should just pick a race, whichever is the the least populous race, and everyone hate them, and the then we'll join gr- together. The smallest yeah, group, yeah, the smallest Anar- group, Antarcticans, Rhode there Islanders. <laughs> Rhode Islanders. All right. Ah, is that a race? Is it Keep it Antarctic- local. I don't. There aren't Antarcticans, but I. But I just. I just kind of like the idea. Of Inuits. <laughs> Inuits are Alaskan. Is that only in Alaska? 
They're, Inuits are not in uh, Antarctica. I've really stepped in it again. That's I've <laughs> I've called Asian people loud <laughs> orgasmers. I've kind of shared an embarrassing story. No, I thought story. you said Asian people were quiet orgasmers. Oh, no, good, loud ones. Good, I, and I, I added a judgment. Good ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, okay. Never, I've never made love to an, to an Asian person, and uh, but I've been told by a couple. I also heard Jewish people love giving uh, blowjobs. Katie? <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding. Saying, yeah. She's giving, giving the thumbs up. Have you heard that one? Jewish men, too. I wonder. Do they like to give blowjobs? I don't I, know. But wouldn't... I also would believe that, you know, with the Jewish thing, the New York Jew, like the, the classic Upper East Side, like I wouldn't think, like, they love sucking D's. I don't, I don't Wait, know. Sucking D's? Me knees? <laughs> what a, wait, it's a long weekend. I can't finish all these words. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> all these syllables. So you just all inter- these syllables. You interviewed Joan Rivers, which I is another had, blonde amazing. woman. I just yeah. yeah, we had Joan Rivers on the podcast today, and I'm gonna I'll put it up next week. And it was, it was I I I knew it would be really great. And yep. she and I was. Better than I thought it would be with her. Is she just a class act all She's the way? She's just amazing because she'll just talk about anything. And then when you start talking to her about her comedy roots, like, you know, we're all in our comedy group, right? Yeah. So then she starts talking about her comedy group. Yeah. And imagine for a second it's Woody Allen, yeah. George Carlin, yeah. Bill oh, Cosby, yeah. Stiller and Mara, yeah, 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 yeah. Nichols and May, like yeah. all these people. She was like... Yeah, you know, and then uh, Woody and I would go and perform at uh, Greenwich Village, and Barbara Streisand yeah. would be in there, and you know, these are small coffee shop places, right? Yeah, small uh, coffee shop places. Oh my Jesus! And uh, and then talking about how they all worshipped Lenny Bruce, and the time she saw Lenny Bruce, and then he sent her a note after a show she had, and he was like, "You're right, they're wrong," because they didn't get her set. And really? To her, and, like, Does she have it? She lost it. Uh, but I mean, it really was just like. And you talk to her, and she doesn't seem like a seventy-nine-year-old woman. She yeah. just seems like, oh, she's you know, she's a she's one of our elders. Yeah, yeah. But then you realize, like, oh no, no, uh, you know, uh, so many of the legends of comedy that we were right. influenced by. That was her fucking group. Yeah, and it really is—it's mind-bending. And I'm glad she's spry. I'm gonna—I'm I'm thinking that she, she seems is. a little spry. You don't—you don't push her. No, you're not going to be pushing. We're not. We're not pushing. You're don't not physically push her. Yeah, don't physically push her. Don't push Joan Rivers <laughs> either way. Don't don't try to wrestle with her. Yeah, no uh, wrestling. No wrestling. No wet towel whipping. <laughs> no. Do girls do that? <laughs> Ricky will no. just be our. Do you do, do the, the like the rat tail? Pow. No. You don't, I would never do that. to You someone. don't downstairs DJ party when you hear people fucking, and you don't whip wet towels. Do at you? Other girls? I don't. Do you measure your vaginas with household items and yeah. compare them with your friends? What kind of items would you? Uh, you know, remote controls. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how big brushes. is your vagina to be like? I'm two remote controls. Can I put? I this? have an Audi. Like, uh, <laughs> some vaginas more out than others. Some are a little more out than others. That's some true. are a little more taut. But guys, some but look cold. We're writing some a song hot. about that right now. Is that true? Mm-hmm. What's it called? It's called "I'm Straight." <laughs> Wait, and then and then it explores vaginas. Yes. And the way the the labia can be different. Well, yeah, it's so, about in college where I was, uh, w- I would like make out with girls, and I thought, and I started, is that real? Yeah, well, I'm and I started add that to, to the think list. like I started to think like, oh, maybe I'm like this, you know, modern woman, and I'm like maybe I'm bisexual, and then sure. when I actually saw a vagina, I was like, nope, nope, no, mm-mm. yeah, they're not for everybody. No, and it cleared it up completely. <laughs> <There>. so, <laughs> I'm on board. Do you remember seeing your first? 
Yes. I'm definitely on board. Don't, don't, uh, well, oh, see, so Bo Burnham was so great. Whenever I'm defensive about my own heterosexuality, I just hear Bo going like, fucking relax. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. We had a great episode where he really kind of challenged us all on that, I think. But I also love vaginas, and you love them from, do you remember your first seeing? The I'm trying to think of mine. first vagina, I was probably. You got it, Ricky, tell us yours, In too. person? In person or like? Yeah. Well, no, there was no internet when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, I mean, it existed, but only within universities and governments. <laughs> right. Um, You'd have to break into the Kremlin to see yeah. uh, PersianKitty.com. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty funny because it was the Kremlin and Persian. Thank you kindly. <laughs> I went on to Das Vagina. <laughs> das Booty? Das booty. Okay, we're having fun. Yeah, we're, it's good. <laughs> we're, we're, words are fun, you guys. They words are. are fun. I, I, I guess my first vagina, the first time I ever saw like a vagina face to face. They're tiny faces, F-T-V. right? F-T-V. Yeah. yeah, downstairs uh, face, we call it. Yeah, it was uh, this... I was date this girl that I lost my virginity to. She was she was like, oh, I don't like it when guys go down on me. And for some reason, I had this confidence, and I was like, Well, that's because no one's done it right. And you had never done it. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> the only thing I had to go on about going down on a girl was from a Sam Kinison bit about licking the alphabet. The alphabet, and then you'll remember my face. Ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did that, and uh, she was pleased. Really? And, wow. And, and th- so thanks to a th- – because I was such a comedy nerd, I, I, I tried something from someone's act. I've done that too, and I do think of Sam Kinison. And then I get lazy and I do a lot of O's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, g- I give up and it's all O's and eights. Well, I'm learning, I'm learning kanji. <laughs> <laughs> is that a language? <laughs> it's a Japanese. I want. Oh God! Oh my Jesus! Well, Chris, thank you for popping. Yes, in. I, don't I just. Wanna, I, I was wanna... just at the top. I came in at the beginning and was talking to Pete about our weekend at Outside Lands, and then you came in. So I didn't mean to. And no, no, no. This is what we're trying to do. We're part of the Nerdist family, yeah. and I like to. And you made it really weird for me. I felt really weird when you walked in here. So. Is that real? Really? No, no. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> when we talked about when we talked about like uh, comparing penis sizes and stuff, that wasn't. Well, I liked that part. Oh, just, okay. just seeing you made me feel weird. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I was scared never... you were going to take some of my podcast time. No, oh, no, oh, I'm kidding. I'm Nikki, kidding. Nikki Glaze over here. No, Nikki Glaze. Nikki no, Glaze. Nikki Glazer only later, after we went two hours additional, was like, "I'm glad." She didn't phrase it negatively. She was just like, "I'm glad we got our full time." Fading into the background. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Chris Hardwick. Bye, Chris Hardwick. Who, I just told. Somebody said it was the person who has the most fun on stage right next to Reggie Watts. So, Chris Hardwick, okay. everybody. Woo! Thanks for having us on your network. Man. <laughs> Keep making it weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Enjoy your burrito. Uh, you gave me a thumbs up on the way down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Chris Hardwick. I really can't stand him. No, yeah. Let's talk shit about him. He'll never know. He'll never know. Um, so, uh, I, I, I'm a sensitive person, and I was a little bit like, please don't think that I'm trying to pad your episode. No, God, no. He literally just came I would up. never think that. I know you wouldn't. We gave like two girls, you and I. I know. We've always had a good rapport. We have. I You're really... Ricky Lindholm, and yes. I want to say that up top. Go on. But I, I like feel like we established our rapport when you did my podcast. Oh, my God. I felt and you like came I to my house. Guy. Yeah. I know, and I liked you, too. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. You sat we had on good the... good girl talk. We had great girl mm-hmm. talk. I love Gavin like girls. Me, too. I know you do. Yeah. And I like you... I. I want to call you like a sassy aunt, but aunt seems old, but like there's something fun and brassy about you. Maybe oh, thanks. Brassy dame. Yeah. I, aunt I li- came call to me a brassy mind. dame. I like that. Aunts can be young. Can they? In some. In Buffalo. In some. Fa- mm, yeah. Thank you for finishing yeah. it. I had so many worse versions of that yeah. joke. 
Uh, yeah, so you're like brassy and fun, and I feel like you and I would enjoy getting um, pedicures and manicures. I think so too, if it involved uh, alcohol. Be, oh my Jesus! Champagne we, and we pedicures. Be, let's do that. Let's cancel the. Po- that would I, be a great mm-hmm, pod. Yeah, that'd be a great pod. Champagne pedicures. I love uh, being uh, pampered. I'm not ashamed to admit I do too. that. Although yeah. pedicures are boring. Pedicures are boring. That's why you bring a girl, right? And you, and <laughs> and you, you gab drink. and yeah. you gab and you drink. We've never even really drank together. No, we haven't. That's so weird. And we've we've not done the best job. It's my fault hanging out properly. No, we Ooh. did drink together. When? Kind of. That night that we went to Dominic's. Yes, Little Dom's. yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, 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 that was short, but we drank. Something. I guess that means like we've never gotten like lit up. Like together. wasted? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. mean wasted. I, I bet even you're mean fun wasted. when you're drunk. I can drink a lot before. It, uh, it Sometimes it, it all depends on when where you're at food yeah. and energy wise. But I flew home from uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. yesterday. And it's like $20 to go to first class. So I was like, put me in first. Yeah. And then whenever I'm in first, I'm like, I got to win it back. Yeah, you got to drink the whole time. <laughs> and you got to get wine. And I up. did. I, mm-hmm. I drank, I think, um, I don't know, five or six. Uh, From San Francisco? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, my stewardess, Liz, who is a darling. Uh, what, when did I become Willie Loman? She was a real darling. <laughs> she was a she was a brassy dame. I'm gonna do so much better. When I did your podcast, I did 99.9 percent of the talking because you let me. And yeah. I'm gonna do better. I like that. We're, there's also a Doug Loves movie. Being yeah, I can hear them screaming downstairs. We got fucking Chris Hardwick popping I in. I love Doug Benson too. I love Doug's love movies. Doug is the <laughs> godfather of Garfunkel and Oates. Is that true? Yeah, he introduced Kate and I. Whoa! Yeah. How did that map mapping? We went map to, it out for me. Uh, How did that? We went map to see his show. We went to see Benson Interruption, and we were the two people on the guest list. So we were in the lobby at UCB. No, and we started talking. Yeah, and then the three of us went out afterwards and drank, and Kate and I became friends, and that was it. Oh my jeez! Mm-hmm. Oh my jeez! Yeah. And wait, okay, so tell that's a great origin story. It's in New York. Here in LA. Here in LA. Mm-hmm. You're LA grown. Yeah, that's incredible. So, so those of us who don't know, I'm including myself because I don't know what I'm about to say. You're part of Garfunkel and Oates. Yes, the power duo. Yes, the comedy sensation, mm-hmm. the self-produced album millionaires. Yes, we just started. <laughs> we yes. started on album number four. <laughs> You and you put them out yourselves. Yep. Well, let's stay on the intro because we that's have interesting. A, uh, a fake record label called No One Buys Records. I love it. So that's what. Well, we, we talked it. about it, and you know, I, I'm so grateful to Comedy Central and, and what they've done for me. And I, I don't even say that to protect my relationship with them, but you don't typically make money from a CD unless your Bo Burnham did. You know what I mean? Sure. Jesselnick did, but if you're old Petey Pants going in with no deal. No upfront. You're just grateful to have an album. Yeah. And then you make money from it from selling hard copies. But yeah, even and next that. Time. Next yeah, time. And then next, next, time, next time you go, ah, I hold out this time. Mm-hmm. That's my negotiating voice. Yeah. That's it's good. I, I, oh, thank you. Yeah. Can you do it? I hold out this time. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a weird pirate. Yes, you it's do. like a bat. Ooh, let's write a Garfunkel and Oates song. Weird pirate. Weird pirate holding out for money. Yeah. That's a hit. He won't give you a huge hit. Booty. No. Show us your peg leg. <laughs> Why do you have that eye patch? It's a hole. It's not, not that eye. easy. <laughs> I love I love that you went with me to do a it's bad one. To your brain. <laughs> you put that guy on Boardwalk Empire. And all you think about is parrots. Put it back. <laughs> put the parrot in your hole. And oh shut my up. god! Yeah. Parrot, fuck that eye patch parrot, hole. Parrot, parrot fuck, fuck my fuck eye my hole. <laughs> now you're getting ah! <laughs> Parrot, fuck my eye hole. Parrot, fuck my eye hole. <laughs> I want to get into how creepy your fans are because you're a lovely lady. What? And people must be real creepy to you. 
It depends. Most people aren't. Well, you sing about hand jobs, yeah, and not understand jobs. Yeah, I mean, most most people aren't, but it's it's interesting. I can picture your girl. stalker, whether or not you've met him. I got him up here. Yeah, <laughs> that t-shirt doesn't quite fit. Yeah, pull it down over that <laughs> belly. Pull it down over that belly, you stalker. Uh, wh- I don't want to encourage a stalker, so don't do that. No, no nobody's stalking. Anybody. I feel like whenever we travel, the clubs are uh, vigilant. That's what we talked about. Right. This. When and I so, sell CDs, yeah. no security. When you sell CDs, you have to have your own. We have everything in place. I think this is interesting. We're not supposed to talk about this, but Why? let's talk about this. Oh. The idea of the after show mm-hmm. line. Yes. Now, I, what I mean by that, it's kind of like it's supposed to be show business and we don't really discuss this, but it's planned out. And I believe you and I have talked about the idea that there's people waiting and there's a certain amount of wanting to keep it moving. Let me say this for everyone's benefit. Yes. Everyone, especially benefits. if we have a second show. Especially if there's a second show. Look, we want like there's nothing that makes me happier. In fact, I, because now it happens more, it makes me sad when people don't want to say hello after the show, which of course still happens uh, all the time. But people come up, and what I've I think we talked about this. You got to get get the name. Get their name. So you're Ricky Lindholm, and you yep. come up, and you say you really enjoy the show. Hi, good show. Thank you so much. What's your name? Ricky. Ricky, so nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. And then here's where it's on me. Mm-hmm. It's actually on me at this point, which is fine if you're good at these sort of interactions. And you go, thanks for coming out despite the weather. It really means a lot on a Thursday. Like, give them something back. Oh, that's what you do? Yes, I do. And then oh. there, it's their window for them to freestyle yeah. if they wanted to say something specific. And then you say, well, thank you so much. Nice to meet you, Ricky. And the name being reintroduced at the end is what wraps it up. Wow, you have a much better game than I do. Well. We're just like, hi. And we have a guy planted. (laughs) We have a guy planted. So the next person in line, he says, do you want me to take a photo for you? Because we have a photo taker guy. Uh We we set this all up. I understand. So so that it's all ready. So they come over and they talk to us while they're getting their photo taken. Yeah. And then they take off and i i you know that works too Mm -hmm. the photo is the closer yeah you get the photo and it benefits everybody because you have them go too long yeah and then everybody loses and then they go like i sound i sounded stupid or i signed i sounded stupid somebody sounds stupid if you talk too well yeah and i sound like an asshole for saying this but i try to save my voice i i I, i'd love to talk about for two hours a night Uh, and so if we also talk to you know yep that's why it's like you can't just be like, hi, blah, blah, thanks for coming, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. Because yep. I have another show. Yep. And then we have two shows the next night. And two, you know. You are talking about something that's right in my life right really? now. Really? I just started going to a vocal coach. Hi, I'm from Los Angeles. Nice. Somebody hit me in the face with a soy latte. Mm-hmm. I suck. But because I was losing my voice from performing and I can't imagine singing. It's not an op for me on Sunday. If my voice is a little ragged, I do it a little, a little more like this voice. Mm-hmm. I do the E Trade set. Yeah. How's it going? What if the E Trade baby did my set? But you can't just talk your your song. No, and I talk. I try to talk in a higher voice because my vocal coach said that that's sort of where my oh, resting. That's level where is. my rest. So, this is my resting yeah. level. So when I talk to people between shows, I'm like, hi, hi. It's very, oh. it's very like I'm talking to a toddler in a way, which I try to make it not like I'm talking to a toddler. But I'm just like, hey, how are you? Yeah, Thank yeah, you for yeah, coming. Yeah. And they don't know that I'm just saving my voice so I can scream the whole next show do you sing properly do you push out from your abdoms i try to but yeah. we but we have a sh- we have a song now called Twenty Nine Thirty One where i scream the whole time and Ooh. i just you know so by the sixth show can you even do that song i mean yeah do you ever drop it no you never drop it no see this is one of those weird things maybe it's because you work with kate mm-hmm. maybe it's because you have someone else there but i have a bit that i have to it's it's there's more singing in it i don't actually sing but there's parts where i have to talk like that and it goes up and down and i'll just drop it because I'm gover- this, governing myself. I don't know. I have this weird thing where I still can't believe that people come out to see us. 
Oh, like yeah. I still am yeah, just sure. like in awe that they paid money and they chose they, they gave me the whole night and they you know that I just feel like I have to give them everything. Yeah. I have you know what I mean? I just feel weird if I don't. No, I get that and I think that's a good thing to have. Yeah, we're and just you, excited. When we see people that actually came, we're like, "Ah, this is crazy." I know. And I, I it seems it's, I think it's been happening for you longer than it's been happening for me. And I wonder how long Has have it? people been coming out? A couple years. Yeah, that's a lot longer. Rizzy? Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By a couple years. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, is this new? It's completely new for me. And I do know, is it paired with an inadequacy? Do you, and no. I don't mean that in a depressing uh-uh. way. Do you, you do feel good enough. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. How delightful. <laughs> yeah, is that bad? I totally no, feel good enough. No, that's great. I was worried that you had the, the partner of my problem of being like, I got to give it all. And I do. And I'll just lose my voice. But then I also will sometimes be like, it's never exactly what I wanted. You know, it's not that. If for, I don't, I always feel good enough. I don't know why. I guess, I guess maybe that's not great. But no, I just feel great. like uh, I just picture. I always picture like the one person who it means the most to. Because mm. we have some fans that are just like they know every word and they've seen every video and they make they make parody videos and they're just so into it that I always picture them and mm-hmm. I do it for them. I'm like, this person wants to hear everything. This person. It means something to them. They want them to have a great time, right? And like that's kind of who it's for. I wonder if uh, I wonder if it feels different because you're doing music. And I don't, Probably. I don't, I don't want to get. Uh, I, I'm not uh, putting a value on either of those things. But when you do music, and then there's you can hear. I don't know. Is it more established? There's the cheering at the end. There's... Yeah, there's a time where applause comes. Yeah, yeah. And if and if some bit is kind of bombing, we can go into a song. It's right. Yeah, when when people are like, "You're not real comedians," we're like, "We know." Do you get that? Yeah, and that's we're what like, you say. Yeah, we're like, and <laughs> yeah. Well, well, comedians are traditionally threatened by. Right. In fact, I, I'm just realizing now that you're the first musical comedian. Is Bo? Bo? Bo, I would consider like a hybrid. Yeah, he is. And I know, you, is. so you guys do bits in between as well. Right, but we're mostly just musical comedians. It also hurts you if being a music comedian is a bad thing that you're a duo. Yeah. Because people hate duos they too. They do. And, and when we started, not, we would get uh, this like... I was just going to go, not the Sklar Brothers. I, yeah. <laughs> but I mean like, I think some people do probably oh, yeah. hate, hate and resent When we the started, we would have to like, we would get that sort of, you would feel that pe- people just leaning back in their chairs and kind of groaning because not only are we women, we're two women with instruments. Uh, and when they didn't know who we were, we could just feel that like, oh, I have to live through this. You know what I mean? And then we would just like want to win them over. Oh my and God. maybe that's where it comes from where we like try so hard, yeah, where we really want to give everything because we want to win... We want to win them over. That's and good. it takes a minute. Yes, but you know. but then once you're good, it's it, the relief. The audience wants you to be good. Yeah, but you run into you know the Adam Carollas of the world and all this like women not being funny, and you're doubling it up. Doubling it you up. You got yeah. two. You got two. Yeah, that's bizarre. And your music. So that's that's a, that's three strikes. Yeah. Basically, and it doesn't bother me at all. People are like, you're not real stand-ups. We're like, we know. And we, yeah, we're doing our own thing just because there's not a category for us or we don't fit into one category. I'm not offended by that. Right. You don't necessarily, that's my, I call that the comic thing. Some people want to be comics, right? And like really feel like, uh, you know, the Laugh Factory is right up the street. And I really feel like when I go there and do sets and I like it there a lot, you you run into a lot of comics that Mm -hmm. take a lot of pride in being like, I'm a microphone and an attitude. You know what yeah. I mean? And but like we make sets better. Like having us on a show, I think makes it better. You look at listen to this healthiness. I, I do it. because I feel like it's a lot because a lot of times you'll admit this. It's like you know ten white guys. Yeah, and it's nice. I think for the guys on the show to have it broken up a bit. You know, you don't want to be white guy number eight. Like it's cool to get broken up with by music right. and people can sort of relax and feel a different part of their brain. And then then you can come out and do your thing and. 
and then know? be back. Yeah. And I'm like the space in between you and but we, TJ Miller or something. People, yeah, <laughs> the two very similar gated and voiced men. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They break you up. No, absolutely. And that is a consideration. I, I've been to a lot of shows and now I don't know why I'm still on the Laugh Factory, but I've been on a Laugh Factory show where it was eight Dane Cooks. Yeah, and I and I actually I've I've said many times that I, I uh, like Dan. I don't know his current work really, but when I see him, I enjoy him, and I like his old albums. I did a movie with Dan Cook. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He was Which nice one? to me. Uh, my best friend's girl. My best friend's girl was. I that played a with... Christian girl. Uh, okay. A super Christian. Well, I'm just saying because you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was yeah. like, I had a lot of different ways to go with that. Yeah. You played a Christian girl. Yeah. He you did. Dan took on dates. Really? You yeah. went on date you went on Dane dates in a movie? In the movie, yeah. And he was Not nice to you. Yes. I, I think every interaction I've had but it's hard when you get to that level. Do you ever worry about that? What? The more you we just admitted to liking being pampered, for mm-hmm. example. And the more the bigger you get and the more handlers you get and the more fans you get, it starts to pollute your soul a little bit. Some people are really good about it. Uh, I, my example of a guy who's really good with fame is Conan, you know, like mm-hmm. I, based on how I've seen him treat his fans and whatnot. And then there are people that I think it starts to, it's more of a starlet thing, more of a movie star thing where they're like, you know, the cliche of like, I said, coconut water, you fuck. And like, my friend and I call it asshole for a year. So if you, like, if your friend becomes famous, you mm. give them a year to be an asshole. And if by the end of that year, they don't come back to normal, yeah. then fuck them forever. Really? But if they, but you just let them go off and like figure their shit out and be a jerk. That's gracious. And you give them time. Yeah. And then if they come back and they're normal, you go, okay. It's like in 300 where they let the boys out into the desert. Yeah. It's and like if, your rum springer. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. rum. You well, go that, out and you go crazy and think you're amazing. But then if you don't go, oh, wait, you're my real friend. Right. If you don't, yeah. Then have well, a nice life. In this business, we do have those friends that I think start to get a little weirder, a mm-hmm. little more out of touch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, secret entrances to the airport and whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know any good examples. But it, it's important to stay somewhat normal. Yeah. I think I'd be good at it. I think I'd be a good. <laughs> I think everybody. Does everybody think they're good at it? I don't know. But I think. I would be cause just because I care on my shows. Yeah. I really care. Well, the experience they're having, yep. and I don't think that would change. I right. Don't, I don't foresee that changing. Well, the comedian, as opposed to the actor who's on screen who doesn't see the audience, the comedian really is fueled by a desire to directly see this person, right? This audience, excuse me, enjoy the show right now. Yeah. Whereas an actor can be detached and never even see his, forgive this term, but his public. Sure. You know what I mean? Can I can I make it a little bit weird? Yeah. I, I, this, this is a, a weird one. Yeah. But we're friends. I'm okay. I, I'm a little b- bit burned from the live one. <laughs> I, I did a live one and I just, so I was like, oh, I, I'm the guy that says weird things and no one ever gets upset, but then I kind of upset one of our oh, guests. Oh, no. I don't weird. think you can upset me. I don't think so either, but I'd like to, I'm I'm a little gun shy. Okay. Because it's never, it's never backfired okay, before. Me. But the first thing I knew about you was that you were topless in a movie. Oh, that's okay. I know. We've actually talked about I feel it before. Like if you, I feel like that was something I had to contend with because like, I didn't mind doing it in the movie, but I realized when they asked me to do it, I was like, oh, this is going to be, if someone Googles me, it's the first, it's yeah. always one of the first things that comes up. You mean image search or yeah. just in general? Or, yeah. Yeah. Just in general. Because yeah. that's any girl who's done nudity that comes up. And, and I just did a movie where I'm fully nude. Well, I, we were talking about that because yeah. when you did, when I did Making It, mm-hmm. a great podcast with Ricky Lindholm. Thanks. <laughs> uh, which, which we should talk about too. Yeah. Our philosophy, our, what we discussed about yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But you came and you were like, "I offered you probably some raw vegan treat." <laughs> Do you remember what I offered you? I don't remember, but it was I, probably was I not eating at the time? Yeah, and you were like, "I can't." But then we started gabbing like gals, right. and guess who started a nib nib nibbling? Me? Yeah, you had a couple nibbles. Oh, okay. I was also. I also offered you alcohol. 
It sounds really Yeah, I wasn't sketchy. doing that. I wasn't doing Yeah, I was so good. I was working out all the time. I, but it's weird. Like, this, the new scene's like five minutes long, and I'm walking around. Like, I can't afford to be all Of wobbly, course. Of course. Know? Well, yeah, I, so under, I, I understand that. I train pretty that. hard. It makes it's like the it's the you know nothing will make you less hungry than knowing you're going to be totally nude on screen. That is uh, that is my yoga thing. Yeah, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, uh, the way that I can relate to what you just said is that I know that if I eat a pizza and if I have to do if I'm going to do yoga the next day, it's going to kill me and I'm going to be embarrassed. I need social embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Like the class will watch me and go, "He smells like sausage," and then like no wonder you can't do it. And you on a much bigger scale are like, "I have to look as." lean as possible right it's i'm very interested in the subject and i was actually thinking about it because i'm the kind of guy i'm afraid i'm the kind of guy and i'd like to unpack this mm-hmm. who would date a girl and i would be like secretly really uncomfortable with that that's happened to me yeah well let's that's, talk about that it's, it's funny it's like i just in the last since well since i think you and i both had huge breakups yeah that you know, just sort of like shifted our molecules and then they just didn't land in the same place. We, we've talked about a lot of different relationships. Yeah. I don't think you mean my marriage. I think you mean... I mean your marriage. Well, and, oh, I, mean, my marriage. and I mean the other one. There was on, We've talked about the other one. Everyone yeah. has the, the way to get their hook in you. Let's talk yeah. about this one. And uh, also, can I just buffer this? Yes. I think you already know this. For some reason, you're this wonderful exception. That's why I love seeing you as you're helping me grow is I don't have any... You know I don't have any judgment here. Yeah. But why would I treat my girlfriend differently? Why would I be like possessive or stupid about that? I don't understand that, but I feel like I've, I've run into that a lot. Mm. And that's almost good that someone can Google me and find out right away because then they can just eliminate me if they're not interested in that <laughs> not kind of feeling person. feeling it. Yeah. yeah. If they're like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable, they can find out before we go on a date. That is and it can a just, great like, idea. Yeah. There should yeah. just be a dick uh, resource center. Yes. Dicks, too. Who is it? Louis C.K. has a great bit about how dicks can go so many different ways. And uh, there should just be, like, at the beginning of the date, be like, this is what I'm, I'm quoting Louis right now. This is what we're dealing mm-hmm. with. Can we proceed? And you kind of have that in real life. Yeah. You can check out my body and then yeah. decide, yes. <laughs> you know, if, yes. that's, if you're okay with everyone else checking it right. out. Or, right, right, right. But I know guys, some guys have a problem with that. And, and it's weird. I think more guys have a problem with uh, what Kate and I do on stage. Tell me about that. Well, we sing about our personal lives. We sing about... Uh, Are the songs autobiographical? I, I've told you most, that... Mostly for me. Okay. Kate's more private. Yes, I most know Most of that. the songs are autobiographical I call about her me. Oats. Yes, Oats is more private. So a lot of it's about me and and it's just like just so out there and ever since in the last like year and a half I've just like burned it to the ground. I'm like fuck it, I don't care. That's why I'm like I'm doing a new team. I don't like, yeah. I'm, like I'm just like fuck it, I'm going to say whatever I want. You're opening all the windows is Yeah, what I'm say. just like Whoever doesn't like Does me. Does it feel great? It feels great. It feels great. I was really worried about it in my last relationship. I was I was careful about what I sang about and what I said. And now I'm just like, fuck it. Well, there's that there's that one woman show. Uh, what's it called? It's one word. It's like we or something like that. And it's vagina. About a, it's called vagina. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a vagina. It's a puppet show. It's called Badge. Uh, th- no, this woman comes out and she's naked at the end. Did you Google it? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's a moving one. Is it and- called the autobi- autobiography of Ricky Lynn Holmes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it ends with the nudity. Your career is beginning with the Well, you know, in the middle. Yeah. I'm supposed. Where are we? In our careers, I have no idea. But this woman comes out at the end, and, and it's the sort of—I believe—it's the sort of uh, admission and acceptance of herself, and being like, th- and it's—it's it's a live show, so she comes out, and, and the actress really does have to do it naked, and of course, hair—you know, there's that yeah. nudity, traditional nudity, and there's this sort of like self-love, deal with it. This is what I got, mm-hmm. and and I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, that I think actually is kind of lovely. It's silly to be talking about uh, a horror movie where you're topless, but. 
uh, there is a, a, a corresponding weird. freedom to and, that. But when I did that, I think I was a very different person than when I did this last nude scene. What was the last one? It was for Hell Baby. It hasn't come out yet. It's it's Thomas Lennon and Ben Grant's movie. Okay. And the first time, I think I was more conservative and worried about it. And now I'm just like, I don't, I well, don't care. When you were conservative, you said they told me about it. Did you already have the part? And then they were like, by the way. I think that they had it narrowed down to a couple girls. And, and we met with the director and they were saying, well, this is, you know, how do you feel about this and whatever. And right. I really wanted the part. <laughs> wow. And I was like, well. Isn't that classic? Right. Did it feel like classic Hollywood? Was it like, oh, I got to no. show my tits or no. you it was just nice it just it just felt like the in the original last house on the left there was so much nudity that it'd be weird if there was no nudity in this one <laughs> did they say that to you uh, no but in my <laughs> head in my head i was like oh there just has to be there's so much in the first there's is like there vaginas everywhere yeah really yeah. wait so, I'm like, straight up vaginas be. yeah really in the original yeah What's that, when did last house out? on the okay. left <laughs> yeah and, and so i was like well i guess they, it's a very kind of sexual they, 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 they had to be so right it's a uh, i didn't see it I, it sounded too scary. Oh, then how'd you know I was naked in a movie? Uh, somebody was like, that's Ricky Lindholm. And then we talked about you briefly and people are idiots. They yeah. love bringing up little snippets. <laughs> I'm not here to say people wonder, aren't idiots. I, I have no idea how I'm perceived by other comedians. And I don't really want to know, I don't think. This is but, I, so... but that's interesting that that was the first thing that came up. I guess I, I should. It might have been that. before I even met you. Oh, okay. It might have been before I even met you in person, and it was just kind of like, yeah, uh, a comedian is in this movie, and she's topless, sort of thing. Yeah. You see the movie Deep Water? No. Has the most gratuitous, but I find very ar- sorry, very arousing sex scene because it's uh, it's a movie about people that get stranded. It's not even sex, I don't think. It's a it's a it's a deep. So they get stranded, and sharks are everywhere, and they have to like spend several nights in the ocean. It's one of those true stories. It's mm-hmm. horrible. And it just has this scene where this girl oh, is... open water? Open water. What yeah, I call it? Deep, deep water. water. I Shit. haven't seen that either, so it doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> I thought we were going to be like, you know the scene? No. It's just her and her husband, and she's just like casually naked, and it, it kind of rang true to me. I don't know. It was. I think it had to be a pretty big choice for the director. That's not something you're like, and eh, take your top off. Yeah. Like the actress had to know about it, and it had to be like a Oh, my God. That's the decision. most awkward part of doing a nude scene is negotiating the nudity rider, because everything is negotiated down well, to me. the nipple, like down to everything, everything down to the nipple everything tell me what does that mean like how long they can have you on it's, oh everything that you know everything going in and it's just like and and, and what this is time, every, what does everything the first mean? time i You're had be shot two women representatives but this last one i had all men and so i was on this conference call with lawyers agents managers all men being like so how do you feel about um uh, showing your vagina like it was like the most awkward i'm like really that's fine and they're like okay it was just it's so awkward. over the phone yeah Oh my god! It was a conference call. It was a conference call. But I mean, call. you have to do it. And they were professional about it. They yeah. were like, you know. <laughs> well, there's a mute button on. Right. The phone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they might have all hung up and been like, "Ah, that was weird. I never want to have that conversation again." That's somebody's job is to call you and go, "How do you feel about showing your vagina?" Yes. And it's your job to get a call and have someone say, mm-hmm. "You were paid for all this. It's insane. It's yeah. wild." Yeah. And then, and then, of course, there's more to the movie than being naked. Yeah. But somebody told me that, like, they have to be careful in Los Angeles. Like, if you take your top off, people will put tape on their nipples and stuff because they'll, like, oh, we thought you knew, like, release it, and they didn't know. Wait, like, what? Okay, that wasn't clear. <laughs> so a woman is like, we're going to take take off your top, but we're only going to show you from nipple up. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, not, I guess, so some not some side real. boob or some cleavage. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that the nipple is the different. Why is the nipple the offensive part? I don't know. I, I don't remember- know why there's penis. You can show penises and not vaginas. I don't and know you why can you show can guy show- nipples. Yeah, it's kind of similar. I don't know. Yeah, nipples are pretty. You should be able to show them. 
I I'm completely agreeing mm-hmm. with you right now. Yeah. But like, it, it I remember being a kid and learning that that like trying to wrap my brain around the idea that the nipple was like the line of demarcation of being like now we're in pornography, but like anything else is okay. Yeah, it's so weird. What I was saying was that they'd go from the nipple up and that and to make sure everyone was honest, they would put like tape on their nipples to make sure that they didn't. You know, Use let that, that camera wander right. a little bit. Ah. So with the new one, I remember you were telling me about it. It's more fully naked and you're like moving around. And yeah. Stuff. And didn't you talk about like worrying about being cold or something or awkward or something? I don't remember. I don't remember what I was worried about, but uh, it was fine. It was fine. It went fine. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I mean, it was with two clothed men. So that was kind of weird. But yeah. Yeah. I was we- with Rob Corddry and Keegan Michael Key. Oh, I just I yeah. just met Key. He's the best. He's so great. Yeah, I love Super both of them. Great. And they must have been really cool. Yes. And then there's a robe person, right? Yes. I'm kind of in. <laughs> there's a robe person. Oh, it's a big deal. It's like a big day. Everyone's every, <laughs> no, really. There's like everyone's. It's like a closed. It's a closed set. set I was just and, gonna say, but it's not even that close because there's two cameras and you have to have two cameras and two sound guys. You have to have like right. you know six to eight people in there. Right. You know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's stay weird but different because okay. I feel like that that's that's kind of exhausting. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Sure. I, did, did, have you talked about that before on other things? Uh, this, uh, did I get a, a little bit, but not really. A scoop. Yeah. Is this a you scoop? got a scoop. Okay, cool. Uh, the other. So you you're making out with girls in college. That's interesting to me. I've always heard that people did that, but I didn't know that. that yeah, was real. I was. I just uh, you know, I was. Ki- I think I was kind of hoping. That I would be by. I think I was just kind of. I thought that would just. That you thought cool. it would be cool. Yeah, and I, I think I was disappointed when I realized, like, oh, I don't. I I am biologically geared toward penises. Like you know, when I when I fully realized that, I was like, oh well. Right. But I just thought it would be. I don't know why. I thought it was neat. I think I know why. And it opens up your options, <laughs> double options, double options. You know. But it also like double options and like was there a little bit of you that like guys like bisexual girls? Doesn't Probably. that seem like a commodity, especially Probably. in college? Yeah. Like Ricky's fun. She makes out with. I was depressed in college. I don't know what I was like. Thinking. What? What? What kind? Like real. Real? Yeah. Medicated? I didn't Tux get medicated, medicated until after college, but I should have been medicated. What did that, what, what kind, okay, I'm sorry, I don't really know how to talk about depression, but oh. what did it look like? It looked like I went from being like I am now and like involved in everything and, you know, to like doing nothing. Yeah. To like, just like, I, I was like crying every day. I, I had a real problem, but I thought like, I thought something was wrong with me, so I didn't tell anyone. And oh. nobody knew because they didn't know me at college. Like they just thought that's how I was. Wait, nobody knew. What do you mean? Nobody? No one knew I was depressed because they just thought that's how I was because I met all new people. Oh, and they were just like, oh, you mean Eeyore? Yeah. 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 Oh, Eeyore Lindholm? Yeah. She's fine. She's yeah. always crying Lindholm? Yes. <laughs> but if like... <laughs> they a, didn't know I was crying. If but, yeah. a friend, but when you went home for Thanksgiving or something, did you feel better? Uh, no. You re- So no. people noticed then. Yeah. What what triggered it? Being away no from idea. the nest? I have no idea. I think... It, well, with me, I think it was chemical because... Once I got on the right medication, it went away in, Completely. in three weeks, and Whoa. I will never go off this medication. What is it? It's Wellbutrin. Okay. I tried these SSRIs, and like none of them worked for me, and I was like, well, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just weird. And then this doctor's like, I think you have a dopamine imbalance. I'm like, what's that? And, and I went on this thing, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I feel like regular again. Yeah. Like It's not like I feel great all the time, but I felt like human. And I right. was like, oh, I, I maybe I'm going to 
eat a vegetable or like clean <sighs> or, or do laundry yeah. or like go on a date. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, but it was like three or four years of weird. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying not to interject too much with my mm. own stuff, but what I didn't tell you about that flight where mm. I had the five scotches, yeah. I was also on uh, Xanax as well. You and, can't do that. Uh, yeah, you totally can. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever noticed that all the celebrities who overdose and die, yeah. it's always Xanax and alcohol are involved in there somewhere? Every, uh, probably every because, time. Probably because Xanax and alcohol make you feel like you can drink that paint thinner. You right. know what I mean? You're like, I can do anything. Right. And I'm not here to endorse Xanax and alcohol. And I didn't intend to drink that much alcohol, but I am on an incredibly low dose of Xanax. Mm-hmm. It's 0.5 and I break it in half. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this, just to relate to what you're saying. Old Petey Pants, who thought he was tired, got on the plane and was chatty. I would, there were two kids in first class. When do you see that? Like little baby Ralphs? Never. <laughs> King? What do I mean by that? King Ralphs? <laughs> anyway, two children. And, and I'm ta- I talked to this guy the entire flight. And I was like, how much is anxiety? And I'm pretty gregarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got to stop doing that. That's annoying me. I'm pretty gregarious. Right. And outgoing and, and uh, you know, somewhat uh, with it. Uh, in life yeah. and then like but anxiety will make me be like on this flight I'm going to listen to earphones and I always thought it was like I'm tired I'm not going to talk to anybody it's anxiety yeah well but the thing about anxiety is is I feel like that's uh, like situational yes and uh, depression de- depression like different. you can be depressed about something or it doesn't matter what is going yes, right yes, yes, yes. you're like this is weird like I feel that's weird yeah. and I don't know why like if you're like at a concert and you're like I'm so lonely like I can't you know or like just if you're in groups you know, it's just a weird feeling. Do you still have what I would call? Um, I, I'd only call it regular depression because it's what I have mm-hmm. occasionally, which is just like depression just pops into my life randomly. And I'm wondering, even on Wellbutrin, mm-hmm. if you still get. I, I think I've said this example before, but I'll be texting and my phone will change to to do for no reason, and it'll make me feel like the world is meaningless. For half a se- for oh. half of a half a second, I'll go, oh, and then it'll, I'll be back. See, I don't get that. I don't. I don't think I get depressed for. I get depressed about things. Like I get, okay. you know, I. But go, no, no real random. Depression? I, I don't think I go through. I mean, I was in it for four years deep. Yeah, and like the thought of having a baby, the thing that scares me the most about having a child is having to go off Wellbutrin when I'm pregnant. Oh my god! Because I don't want to be who I was then. And that stuff cleared you out so good. Do you think yeah. your brain – I'm not a doctor. I yeah. don't have to tell you that. Could your brain be – oh, I'm not, I don't even want to ask this question, what? but let's talk it out together. Yeah. Could your brain be figuring things out in the clarity that the medicine afforded to you? Could it be somehow Maybe. defragging like a computer? Could be. I hope so. I don't so. know. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I don't know. But I do get depressed about stuff like anyone else. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, because a lot of comedians yeah. are afraid about going on stuff like that because they're worried that it's our sadness and it's our anxiety and it's our pain. I still have all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all there. Yeah. Kate and I call 2011 the year of crying in restaurants because I never made it through a meal post-breakup without crying ever. Oh, because of boy. Yeah. Because of boy, every every and this time. was big boy. How how long did you date boy? Sometimes I forget. For a year. I forget numbers. Okay, no, yeah. a year, but a, yeah. a, a powerful year. Powerful year. And may I? We'll take out whatever you want to take out. Okay. But the the sex was good. Yes, it was. And we had that in common with like uh, sex being with a, a breakup of mine. Where if the sex is good, good, it's almost like shit. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? It. It's like fuck everything yeah. because uh, you'll just kind of you're in. Your body's in before your brain is in. Yes. 
And this is where I think sometimes religion and stuff might be onto something. Believe me, I'm liberated and fucking and it's great. But like sometimes when I look back on my youth, I'm kind of like, I think sometimes what they were getting at was when you fuck somebody, your chemistry will betray you. Mm-hmm can possibly betray you. Is that what happened? Did you get... No, no, I was in love with him for real. Oh, good. That was, that was, I mean... I'm surprised I didn't, we didn't cover that. So good. Yeah, I'm no, gl- we, I'm glad I'm wrong. Tell, I was, then tell me about no, it. No, I was deeply in love with this person and it was just like the hardest, going through that breakup was the hardest thing I've ever done. Really? Yeah. A year? A year, yeah. What, and what then kind I just, of a year like, was it? Four times a week? It was every day. Every day. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Oh, you mean, are you talking about sex? No, I mean like seeing Oh, him. yeah, yeah. Well, you got to see him to yeah. believe him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but then, um, but the good thing about the breakup was it made Kate and I so much closer. Because I love that. Like the person I was after is totally different than the person I was before. I've never had like a before and after moment in my life until then. What are you now that you weren't before? Do you, um, it's a kind of a tricky question, but like it just pulled I, you together are you yeah well i think i'm freer and i feel like i'm more confident in who i am and less worried about other people but i'm also i think i uh believe in like totally giving my whole heart to someone i believe in that less than i used to i feel like i oh. didn't protect myself i feel like i gave him everything and <sighs> it was a mistake isn't that interesting i, yeah. I feel like every breakup isn't but uh, l- l- let me perhaps mm-hmm. offer this thing isn't yeah. that how everybody feels and then they meet somebody and they're like this is again happening i don't no. I hope so. I don't know. I'm single right now. Because so. you start to... I thought you were dating. Not anymore. No, no shit. Not anymore. <laughs> Since those drinks at Lil Dom's, things yeah. have opened up. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, we don't have to Or closed down. I don't know. Closed down. Yeah. Dry, dried up? <laughs> dry, dried up, yeah. It's just like, oh, it's really sad Fuck down there. Fuck me in my parrot hole? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even say the callback right. Hey, whatever. I just said, fuck me in my parrot <laughs> hole, which is a song a parrot sings to another sure, parrot. Sure, sure. Yeah. We don't call them vaginas in the parrot community. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, well, let's stay with the big one. Mm-hmm. The big one, what did it look like? Meet and fall in fast? Yes. Okay? Yeah. And, and- we've... You know, we're going to get married and have kids and do the whole thing. Isn't that weird? Yeah. And now, if you're like me, you can't imagine, like, uh, I've done stuff like that where I get in real quick, real, real, real quick. And next thing you know, you're naming your unborn kids. They were named. Me too. Mm -hmm. And now those names are ruined. I know. And I can't use the names I like, which sucks. Yeah. Oh, God. I I don't want to tell you what they were. It's so embarrassing. What is it? Oh, fuck you, white. Why did, <laughs> why did I say that? We wanted to call them... Uh, well, I say that. I remember always being he- very hesitant towards this. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things in your belly that you're kind of like, Am I, is my head up my ass right now? Because we love the idea of calling your kids your ducks, your ducklings. Oh, yeah. This is going to be That's so... cute. Will you please, when I'm done with this sentence, yeah. just ram a knife in my wrist? Yeah. Okay. People, I, I, I tend to have that with people. People have conversations with me and they get really sad. Oh, no. I always I'm, get so... People I'm, come over to my house and they'll sit on my couch and have a glass of wine and we'll just talk for like five hours and people really? end up crying. Yeah. I'd love to cry. If you could make me cry on my own show, big I ratings boost. I could make you boost. cry, maybe. Really? Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe. You go ahead and try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why did I say I that? I want you to you, cry. No, no, no. Do you have any idea how much I'd love to cry? <laughs> I'd love to cry. <laughs> Crying is the best. It's throwing up out yeah. your eyes. It's the I'd best. I'd have to like hug you and... Okay. Yeah. That might be interesting. Mm-hmm. 22nd hug, Roy yeah. Scoble. Anyway, we were, so we were going to name them Howard and Donald because Aww. Howard the Duck yeah. and Donald Duck. That's cute. I'm going to fucking cut my face off. Not for sadness at the relationship ending, but I hate, I don't want to have a hard heart, Ricky. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
And that's what's happening. And when we're talking about not wanting to give ourselves and building up protection around it, we're talking about hard hearts. Yeah. And I, I feel my heart a little hard, like Pharaoh, Old Testament style. Mine is hard, too. I want mine to be soft. I want mine to open up. I want someone to open it up. Me, but too. right now, it's... Um, when I think of the guy that called it Howard and Donald and was like, that's a great idea, I just look at him and I'm like, you're, you're a fool. And I'm in reality. And you're an idiot. And you're in love. And you're an idiot. It's weird. I think... Of I, I kind of think of the opposite. People are like, well, then it wasn't real, you know, if it didn't, like, if, if it all fell apart, it wasn't real. And right. I kind of think the love part was the only real part. I think sure. everything else that happened was, like, bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, like, it was all, what like, do you What do you mean craziness. by that? Yeah, like, so the, the fact that it ended, the fact that it fell apart, like, any sort of animosity, any of that, I feel like that was not real. I feel like that's just craziness. And I feel like the only real part is the love part. People And people tell me the opposite, and I don't, and I won't believe them. I'm like, no, I know what was real and I know right. what wasn't. I uh, I think it's fucked up. Uh, I, I've had uh, other girlfriends, too, that wanted to be like, I'm the only girl you've been in love with. But the truth is I've been in love with all my girlfriends. Really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I thought I'd been in love before, but now I know I've only been in love once. I don't know what that means. Why, why do people have that, like, quantifying, like, in love, like, sort of thing? I, I mean, there have been different degrees of signs. Like, who am I staying up all night talking to on the phone? Who can I not stop making love to? Who uh, who do I get sick and I can't eat? I've had all of that with different people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that love? Yeah, it is. Okay, but then but, like it's always different. So the next time it'll be maybe like I guess I, for me it now feels like with the person I was in love with it felt like almost instantly I was like oh I'm home. No, oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? See, now you're going to cry. That's no, no, I, no. I'm but no, mad why? now because it's beautiful. Yeah, I just felt like it was like uh, it was like exhaling. And oh. I was like, oh, what is this? I'm home. I, am I going to cry? And I, yeah. And I just felt like in my, like my, my body belonged with his body. And it just yeah. felt like very, um, it's just different. Did you love the way he smelled? Stuff like that? I don't know. I'm interested in that. I think that's an interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess so. But when, when you yeah. say my body felt at home, you probably did. Yeah. I'm not saying you needed to like deeply inhale him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there are people that I bet just maybe on a pheromone level, you're just like, this is my person. Yes. And who knows how much science is being wafted onto you. When there was definitely some chemical yes. attraction there. It this was like something that was that we didn't understand. It so was like, why are we, why, yeah. But deep in. Yeah. And that's where real fights come from. Yeah. Right? That's where real hurt comes in. And that's where yeah. real hurt comes in. Because it's really scary when someone can crush you. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I had a relationship where I could be crushed just with like a text that didn't have an exclamation point in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. And that's unhealthy. It's, yeah. Right? I, I don't know. I think it is. I mean, it's not until it is. Alcohol. Like, it's great until it's not anymore. Yeah. Some people can turn that into something lasting. Can they? Yeah. I'm so, I, sometimes you, I think about Seinfeld had this bit. <laughs> the philosopher Seinfeld had this bit about <laughs> relationships. He's like, you don't want a sports car. You want like a, what's a regular car? Regular car. <laughs> a Toyota. Because, because it's not, you're not drag racing. You're, you're going on a trip around the country. So you want a Camry or you want a whatever. I don't know. Regular car. So I'm saying like you're, this guy sounds like he was a, a hot rod. I, I think it – is it possible to turn the hot rod into the cross-country thing? I feel like you keep getting pulled over. Yeah. It's expensive to replace the parts. My parents did. Your parents were hot for, yeah, hot for Obama? Deeply in love. Deeply, deeply. And they're still together. Really? Yeah. 38 Are, years. Wow. Yeah. They're they're at the they're in London right now at the Olympics. They still hold hands. It's yeah. Fuck you, man. I know. It's amazing. Fuck you. It's amazing. They're half of a two. You know what I mean? They're not like 
they're they're t- they're just like half of a two. They're not one and one. They're half of a two. They are. Are we at a wedding right now? I don't know. Is, is Am the, I giving a toast? Is this the reading? I don't know. I don't <laughs> and know. And now First Corinthians. Yeah. What is happening right now? <laughs> what? They're very in love. Half of a two? Yeah. Free podcast. <laughs> this is a free podcast. Do you realize how many people's vows you just wrote? Did I? Oh, yeah. Oh, Some man. they're going to forget that they even heard it here. And you're like, <laughs> it's not one and one. It's half of a I'm two. I'm half of a two. <laughs> I could also fuck a Z. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's that part of the two. Yeah, I mean, I, I also know. look like the less than symbol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking of having They had two. a very like uh, quick courtship and um, they were in a car accident together. My mom went through the windshield and she, um, my mom has no real bones in her face and she has all these scars and stuff. They left her, you know, um, you know, she got seriously, seriously injured. And my dad like saved her life essentially like you know he got her ride to the hospital and she lived and so what? it's really dramatic were they married that. when that happened no they were just dating and she he had just taken her home to meet his family and they were on the way back and that happened and this then, stuff keeps happening about yeah. these traumatic things that i hear about mm-hmm. in these relationships that like solidify them it a solidified bit. it yeah sometimes it helps to have a you know a big event because you can really decide how you feel about someone Yikes! In a deeper way, I know it sucks. Like, but I've also I do heard, wish that hadn't happened. Obviously, but I've also heard that going the other way, where someone I know, uh, their mother died, and then he married the girl he was with, and then they divorced like a month later, sort of thing, because he was like, "Oh, life's I, too short to be with this person who I don't want to be with." No, no, no. It was more like my mom's gone. My vagina elevator is gone. The, the elevator I got out of the, the <laughs> vessel that's vagina elevator. Duncan, I love that. Duncan Drussel. Amazing. Uh, I was going to footnote him before you said that, by the way. And so my passage to this earth is gone, and I'm with this woman. And I always, you know, I'm a big believer that somewhere in your subconscious, you're looking for your mother type love yeah. from your girl. Uh, and people seem so uncomfortable with that. I don't understand why. Just embrace it. <laughs> uh, or or I'm wrong. Or I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But in this example, this guy married the, the woman and then realized it was just out of the grief. But it, here you're saying your parents had this car accident. And, it, and it, I hate to say it worked. But yeah. the car accident kind of worked. Yeah, and 38 years later. And, but So you have this really healthy, you know, traditionally healthy model of marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to settle. For what? For something shitty. No, I don't think so either. A lot of people do. I actually, I'm one of the only people I know who I don't like assholes. Right. I only like guys who are nice to me. Well, we've talked, we've, I, yeah. we've dished about this And a I lot don't know too. if it's because I have high self-esteem or low self-esteem, but I need someone who really likes me. Yeah. And who treats me really well. You love being adored. Yeah. We, we have that in common. You do. We both love being adored. And we also were talking, you and I have talked a lot of dish about people who we know that are just like uh, forfeiting. Yeah. And that and, and we don't have to get specific or anything, but I'm just saying like we know a lot of and I've been in relationships too where I'm just like, well, this happened to me. <laughs> That's why I always like trying to tell single people that anonymity being nowhere is like a powerful place. Yeah. You can go anywhere. Cuz you can do anything. And that and being single is the same thing. That's exactly. You just have every option. Next thing you know, you're with mm-hmm. some Kathy and you're like, "How the fuck did I end up with Kathy?" Yeah. or whatever. If but you're I not careful. Like, th- but there's also the opposite no where people <laughs> where people think that they can do better and better and be- you know what I mean? Well, that's the, well when that's why can't. that's why people don't do it, right? Yeah. Because they can only do different. At a certain point, if you have someone who's great yes. and treats you well, you yes. can do different, but you can't do better. That's interesting. You know, and like then, you can find someone prettier than me, but maybe they're not as funny. Or you can find someone right. funnier than me, but they're not as nice. Or but, maybe you know. they have like a gaping labia. Yeah. 
Well, I have one of those, but no. a gapinger. Oh, okay, yeah, more gaping. <laughs> like if they longer, were longer, yeah, flappier, yeah. If they were like being tugged by a boat on their ass, mm-hmm. they would take flight. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> That's how gay things. Oh my Jesus! Oh man. Uh, but I the the forfeiting thing. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you was I know a guy who's in a relationship where the girl like fucking straight up punches him and shit is so mean to what? him and like can't break up with her. Will never break up with her. Oh, I just God. I just was talking about him today and I was like they're still together and it's like yep and it's like. You know, one of the things I always think is like if people are doing something, they're doing it because on some level they like it. Yeah. And that's where you and – and going with my mom theory, I'd like to know about that guy's mother. I'd like to know where did you learn that being yelled at was good or being hit was good or whatever. Some people feel like they need – well, being hit, I don't even understand why someone would stand that. But some people feel like they need someone to keep them in line. And yeah. I have guy friends like that who like the girls who are like, I don't think so. You're coming over. And right. like, okay. Well. Some guys like it. It's it, it's replacing a part of the brain that they should have. Yes. So they're like, oh, yeah, I'll just stick with Kathy. Kathy makes my choices. You know what I mean? <laughs> you need, I think you girl, need someone more evolved than that. Girls, you need to be with someone who accepts love and gives love and, yeah. you know, and can look at things, you know, not logically, but like, you know, just just not based on their neurosis. You shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't pick someone from fear or neurosis or the places you're lacking. Right. I feel like sometimes, at least earlier in my life, I would date people because they had something that I, I was lacking. Really? Yeah. They were like ambitious in a way that I wasn't or, or yeah. funny in a way. Something that I wasn't that, yeah. I, that I just thought I wanted that to rub off on me. And did it? Does that work? No. No. <laughs> no you, That's kind of like my yeah. theory about the antidepressants in your brain. <laughs> like, right, right. It doesn't rub off. It <laughs> right. doesn't rub off. No. Well, I think you need to weigh the balance between uh, when you're thinking about breaking up with somebody, you're like, I can do better and then also, like, I don't want to be alone. That's where people – the needle is somewhere on that spectrum. And people do, like maybe want to leave but don't want to leave because they don't want to be alone. I'm really good at being alone. It's kind of the best. Mm-hmm. Remember my apartment, that huge yeah. fuck-off couch? That's yeah. That's a great couch to just kill some time. It's amazing. <laughs> and, you can, and you can meditate before bed. You yeah. Whatever you want. Wait, do you, did we talk about meditating? Yeah. TM? Yeah. You're in, I, why, why did I forget that? I don't know. Transcendental meditation is supposed to help my memory. Is it? It's supposed to help everything. Oh, I have everything. the worst memory. I don't think it helps mine. Me too. Yeah. But I can. I don't really meditate if, I'm so, if someone in my bed. Uh, I don't meditate or do anything good for me if I'm at home. If I go home and visit my parents who haven't held hands since 1981, mm-hmm. I'm teasing. They do okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really see them like lovey-dovey swinging mm-hmm. like your parents. Uh, but uh, like everything goes out the window. All the stuff that we do for ourselves can be compromised pretty quickly. Uh, exercising, yeah. uh, meditating, eating certain things or whatever. I go home and suddenly it's just fuck everything. Well, I feel like there's like like a family's like an engine, and you're just like this cog, or, you know, and you just go right back into your thing. Of it's the machine's still going, and then you come back and you're just back yeah. into that whatever that routine. Wherever is, you belong, well, yeah. that's what I wanted to know. Is so you love being adored, mm-hmm. and you want to be. I'm uh, totally romantic. I like flowers. I love. Yeah. I, I like guys who call me every oh, day. You told me about that guy that broke up with you. Got you those flowers. It yeah. didn't work. Did you break up with him? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I just, I don't know. I How'd you do it? Ready. I just told him the truth. In person? Yeah. How long, How many dates did you go on? 
We did it for like six weeks. Oh, okay. I so definitely six in or person. Seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, he's yeah. wonderful. Oh, sure, I, sure, 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 not, sure. I was not ready. He well, was amazing. He's a great person. Are you breaking up with me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. No, no, I believe you. <laughs> that's that's one of the bit. That's a ten thousand dollar thought. Is like it took me ten thousand dollars of therapy to realize that you don't have to hate someone to break up with them. No. <laughs> I always thought it had to be like, fuck you, Deborah. This is fuck over. you. I fucking hate. Yeah, exactly. Or they have to do something wrong. No. Nope. And sometimes it's just not the right thing yep. at that moment yep and i feel like it's kinder to just like i don't think you should be scared to be alone and so stay with someone for that because that feels like an asshole move it is an i would never move. want someone to stay with me only because they were scared of being alone it's that's the epitome of selfishness yeah i remember like, when let i me go find someone who really likes me Are yeah, you kidding? yeah 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 oh god yeah, yeah. set them free sort yeah. of thing and this guy will find someone in a minute he's amazing i know you're ready to break up with somebody when you fantasize about the right person for them that's my <laughs> test my other favorite test is the light switch test. I go, you flip the switch, they're gone. They no, no pain. And they just disappear. You know, they don't die. Right, right, right. It's not the box or whatever. It's just you a just, different universe where yeah. they're on with something else. Yeah, and yeah. you can keep the memories, too. Mm-hmm. And then the, it ends with you flipping the switch, but everything's fine. And people are like, oh. People are never honest. I'm like, right. you'd fucking flip it. <laughs> you would flip it right now. Yeah. Very difficult. Relationships, very difficult. I want to know, did your dad... <laughs> I like that I summed yeah. that up. Relationships, very difficult. Difficult. New topic. Yeah. Well, no, same topic. I wonder where you got the adored thing. Did your father adore you? Is my theory checking out? Um, I think so. I, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that the daddy's girl thing? I don't That's think I was so the daddy's girl. Daddy's I, I don't think I was. I mean, he... My parents were nice to me, definitely, but sure. I don't think it was I don't think it was like you're thinking. Where's the dysfunction? Where does the comedy come in? Who are you trying to please? Not that it needs to be bad. I don't say that um, in a bad way. But uh, you know, attractive lady, got your shit together. Thank you, Well Wellbuprofen. Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin. Yeah. <laughs> New from the makers of Wellbutrin. Yeah. Wellbuprofen. Wellbuprofen. When you only have time to swallow one pill and, and you you're have depressed a and you have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, where you like Xanax, Xanax Bismol. That's what you take. <laughs> I take Xanax Livet. <laughs> I take Glen Xanax. Right. I don't endorse imbibing alcohol no. and Xanax nope. in the least. Mm-mm. It just made me realize yeah. that we're all anxious yeah. sometimes. So where did it come from? Yeah. Uh, to quote 30 Rock, I love the way they put it. It's like, I don't know if you had to wear a corrective boot or what happened. I, I think. Headgear. I think it was a combination of. Um, Acne. I think I just felt out of place in my town. I just was always like waiting to leave. I, I, what town? Everything just, uh, I, I grew up two hours south of Buffalo in this town called Portville. And I was just always like, I just didn't feel like that was where I was supposed to grow up. Mm. Like in a way, I felt like I was born in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I was like, I should be in New York or LA. Like, right. Like what is happening here? And so I just, um, yeah. And then college, I had like the depression stuff. I and mean, you, I don't really know where it comes from, honestly. Maybe maybe there isn't a singular thing. I do have this of a weird like darkness that I have to express. Thing. I don't know. I think that's where the comedy comes from. That's great. And also, it's because you're like, pretty girl has her shit together. Like, I think I never think of myself as a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. And only since doing comedy do I start to think of myself like that more. Yeah. Because that's like, I've never been called pretty so much in my life. Yeah. Being a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Comedy hot. Yeah, comedy hot. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I but think... But you've transcended comedy hot. I'm not, everybody always thinks I'm trying... Or a, a few select people who hurt my feelings always say that it sounds like I'm hitting on the girls. Oh. But uh, that that cartoon of you downstairs here at Meltdown? Yeah. I'm always like, Ricky's looking good. <laughs> and it looks like you. Yeah. It really looks like, like you. Kate looks like Jane Velez Mitchell in that cartoon. Kate doesn't really look like Kate. No. But... Um, 
but I like have never had a. Um, I think maybe because of my mom's accident or something, I've never had uh, a, a real perception of how I look. Well, yeah, well, did your mom's accident help you? This sounds cliche, but kind of be like, oh, beauty isn't like the premium thing. Yeah, it was never. It was never really valued in my house. It was never. Uh, no importance was placed upon it. Yeah. My did your were, parents call you beautiful? There's no, some. Fam- not really. No. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I was like going to prom, they'd be like, oh, you look beautiful. Right. But it was more like they they valued talent and um, work ethic. I think this might be a little bit where it came from. Yeah. But never. Um, yeah, I don't. When I think about my own my own self image of myself, I don't uh, know where I fall. Like appearance wise, I don't know how other people view me. Right. I never really have until until you is is. Let me kind of go a different direction yeah. with that. Do you do comedy to have yourself reflected back to you so you can understand yourself a little bit better? I don't know because I can I tell you what I yeah. mean by that. Uh, so we're working on this pilot, mm-hmm. and I. We go out and we shoot these things. We shoot videos. And then a couple days later or a day later, I'll see a cut of it. And it makes me feel like I just slept for 12 hours. It's it's like the most one-for-one dream-come-true sort of thing to be churning out this stuff. Look, maybe I should feel embarrassed by this, that like I love seeing something that I'm in that I made. But I it reminds – we talk about forgetting everything, and I do. I kind of think sometimes I forget who I am mm-hmm. and need – to remember, there are times when I listen to my own stand-up CD just to go like, oh, that's me. I, I don't really listen to the podcast, but like th- I need a mirror. Even even if it's just like a silly video about like working out with kids, I go like, oh, I'm that guy. And part of it is, is uh, you know, there's a little bit of vanity too where you're like, yeah, my hair looks cool. Right, You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Does that apply at all I to you? I, I am not really sure. I think for me, the comedy was like, before it, I felt kind of like an artist without an art form. Ooh, Do you know myself. what I mean? Oh, you did? Are you okay? Yeah, I just cracked my neck oh. in a real bad way. Yikes. I'm also drunken on Xanax right oh, okay. now. okay. <laughs> no, but I think I felt like an artist without an art form. Do you know what I'd been yeah. auditioning for years and years, but I, I wasn't working very much, and I just felt this creative, like, I w- it just, like, surge inside me, and I wanted to put it somewhere, and yeah. when I finally found an outlet that worked for me... I did you try like, other things is- first? I mean... I just I act, was acting for years and um, I tried writing stuff and making shorts and but I never found anything that like just made my heart sore and yeah. that made me feel like I was really being myself. Yeah, you know because playing other parts doesn't really make you feel like you're being yourself. It's great yep. and it's, it's artistically fulfilling, but not like this. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's kind of how I feel about the podcast too. Yeah, it's like oh this this is like coming home. This is like my I'm fucking this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't really we didn't cover that to my satisfaction. I hope it doesn't feel forced to bring that back that guy we started talking about the bad how how being really intensely in love leads to really intense fights and stuff but uh uh we i don't i don't feel like we talked about that enough when was that that was somewhat recently uh when did we break up isn't this the guy that you said you'd always be in love with sort of thing yeah you'd always kind of love yeah i keep running into who just oh that was that Kreger just did the show and was like i'll always love this person yeah it's it sucks i i know i'll always be i know i'll always love him which which is something that the person that you're going to end up with is going to have to contend with, well, which sucks. And also deal with. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like film nudity. Exactly. I mean, there's so many things wrong with me right now. But that's why I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to sing about girls' vaginas and yeah. blowjobs and, what, yeah. and be naked and fuck it, you know? Were you repressing and self-centering before these sorts of things? Was there was there a, a lifeguard in your brain that wasn't letting you do certain stuff? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I was just like trying to be good. Yeah. I like wanted to be like a good Good I person. wanted to do things right, yeah. you know, and right. and now I'm like, there's no right. What was but I not thinking? religious. 
No. It was just, and your parents sound pretty awesome. Yeah, but they're just very different than me. In they're very, um, you know, they don't really do creative stuff, and they're, right. they're but they're, you know, they're very smart, but they're just, um, we're just very different. They Are live you, in a very small town. Yeah. Only just, child. No, I have an older brother. Older brother. And he works for my dad. Lives down the street from my parents. My brother works for my dad. Oh, nice. Yeah, lives yeah. down the street from my parents. Yeah, see, just different. But, it, but this is Boston, but it's similar. Yeah. And you're so you're younger. Mm-hmm. How much? Two years. I'm also two years. Here. <gasps> oh, That's why we like each other. Well, we probably do have a lot in common. Yeah. Can I ask how old you are? How- I'm 33. I'm also. <gasps> <laughs> like each other we're, we're like, the same person we love same... being adored yeah. we're 33 yeah. we have a two-year-old brother who mm-hmm. works for our father who mm-hmm. lives near my yep. our parents that's crazy yeah. and we both felt like we had to get the fuck out of where we lived yes when i when i also didn't fit in in high school and i also just had that like i'd like to romanticize it and really make it dramatic and be like oh i knew i think i did know a little bit i was like this isn't my place this isn't right. Yeah. And when I went to New York, I was like, this is one of my places. Mm-hmm. When I came to L.A., eventually I was like, this is one of my places, too. I think maybe so one of the nice. reasons I had problems in high school is I was probably giving that off. Being yeah. like, well, you guys are temporary. Right. You know, which I look back on and I'm like, what an asshole. Like, what is wrong with me? Because I know I was like, I, you know, it's weird because I don't judge that now. Now I see yeah. like, the merits in, in that. But for me, I think I, when I was younger and I wasn't, you know as sensitive to other people what was going mm-hmm. on with them I think I was secretly judging everyone being I'm, like why do you live here right that was my inner monologue I'd be like talking to someone about where they were going for lunch and I'm like right. why are you here yeah you know weird I think this is where and I'm out of my depth right now but uh, I'm about to be out of my depth I'm going to jump into this weird pool and I have no idea mm-hmm. if it's going to lead us anywhere but like sometimes I think about that stuff and I think those sorts of impulses when you're young is what where people are like, oh, it's because you're like a reincarnation of something. Sometimes I think that. Yeah! yeah. I don't know. Let's get it's weird. So we bad. don't know. Sometimes I think that. And like people, it's weird because people will be like, you're an old soul. And I'm like, well, you yeah. know that means that you think that I lived several lifetimes. Right, like, right, No, right. I don't. I'm like, yeah, you do. But that's what that phrase kind of means. Yeah. But people, people don't think, think that. People, people don't realize that that's what they're saying. And I honestly don't know. Did you see The Unmistaken Child? Uh, No. See, Okay. I was just going to say, if we did date, the thing that I would give you is a, I've seen every documentary. <laughs> the Unmistaken Child is a movie about trying to find the Dolly, uh, not the Dolly Lama, but one of the Dollies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Dolly Jason. They were going to call it Hello Dolly. Okay. <laughs> oh. So they're looking for the reincarnation of the specific monk. And the documentary is there's no voiceover, there's no bias, there's no interpretation. It's just a straightforward movie about this one monk looking for his master uh, and uh, finding through this unbelievable method of astrology and like – and it's in this town and they find it and they kind of audition. It's like they're American Idol. Okay. (laughs) Tibetan Idol. Idol, really. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So they find the kid – uh, it's unbelievable how they do it. And then they do these tests and they kind of show the tests and the kid, like, they present him with, like, ten combs. <gasps> Wait, I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll pick up his comb mm-hmm. and they show him ten other trinkets, or maybe not ten, but three, four other things. And he picks his thing and he points to himself an old picture of the guy and he's like, that's me. Like, this kid who can barely talk. And you're watching it and you're like, as Kumail would say, who's right over your shoulder, mm-hmm. either that's fake or everything we know isn't true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, either we're completely wrong about the universe and and, uh, and a spiritual existence, or that movie's fake. You know, I mean, like, one or the other. I, I feel like 
anything is possible. And I sure. feel like I just don't know the answer. And well, it's weird. I, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation, but I have one of the things that makes me feel better about my breakup. This is going to sound crazy. I love it. Green but, lights. So sometimes I think that if you, if I do live several lifetimes, yeah. one of these lifetimes will get it right. You just said, I mean, like, again, wedding veils. Yeah. People are just writing their wedding veils. I feel veils like up this. till this point, we haven't been able to figure it out. That's what eternal place. sunshine of the spotless mind but, is. They keep yeah. dying. I'm sorry. Keep yeah, dying. Yeah, but keep sometimes going. I think, like, one of these times, it'll be great. Like, those souls are meant to be together. Yes. We're, we're writing some pretty big spirit checks right now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about souls. We're talking about reincarnation. But let's just go. But sometimes I wonder if I'm just saying that, you know, just to, like, Move give yourself my, meaning yeah, yeah just to give it a give it a closure and go Let's, to give it to give it both closure and hope at the same time which sure. is really hard you have to make up a story like that i think that's why bane put that ledge that batman could almost reach yeah exactly. I, didn't, I did not like that movie <laughs> i didn't see it and i said oh, exactly like i knew what you were talking about it, it ah, i do that all the time <laughs> thank you for your honesty yeah. but i'm really interested in this and and i i can feel myself criti- I, i'm interested in different parts of the brain and there's this part of my brain that's a little bit more open to things, a little bit more gullible, a little bit less concerned with facts and science. And, and it, so this brain is now talking. Yeah. But please understand that the other part is, go, is judging. Mm-hmm. So I don't need anyone else's judgment. Okay. I, don't, I don't expect it. I don't expect it from you. I don't expect it from the listeners. But there are things in my life where I will be like, oh, I, I feel destined. I feel uh, ordained. Okay, rational brain just wanted to interrupt and be like, what about kids that are starving? You know what I mean? Or like whatever. And, and I, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Well, that's, that's the people who say everything happens for a reason, which is bullshit. Right. But some things I feel like Let's take, sometimes things feel right. And you're like, this, is, this right. was what I was supposed to get. And maybe, and maybe in this in this weird green light theory world that we're doing, we we were a starving child at mm-hmm. one point, and then you came back and because you, you, you didn't figure it out, sure. or you need another go, mm-hmm. or you need to date the other two, or whatever it is. I remember being very very young and like really uh, kind of feeling a feeling of like I'm going to move past this beyond optimism, mm-hmm. like a spiritual sort of I don't want to call it certainty, but I was like. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's one and of those also, things. And also, like, if you, if and we, it's, I'm not talking about success. I'd like no, to be no, clear. No, I, I wasn't like I'm going to be a success. No, I know show business. Meant, I was yeah. just like I felt pulled somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds like you felt pulled as well. I definitely did. I didn't know quite where, but I definitely did. But what I was saying, but the other thing about reincarnation that, Please. if it is true, is comforting. Is it makes it um, less. You know, babies in Africa dying of malaria. There's no reason for that. Right. But it makes it feel like, what if they get another chance? Right. What well, if that soul gets to go on to something Reincarnation else? is a beautiful theory. And yeah. I, uh, you know, Although uh, it's probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. We gotta. I, we do have to say that. Yeah. I remember when I watched that DMT uh, documentary. <laughs> huh? Are you sure you don't want to know? I'm just kidding. Every I, documentary, just hang out with me. I'll know everyone. You don't have to see them. I'll just recap them okay. for you. That sounds good. But uh, the place where this, someone was like, I was transported. It's this heavy, heavy hallucinogen. And they went uh, the, out of their body and they went to the place where they said all the souls were. And it was the souls coming that were dying. And it was souls being sent back. And, you know, my therapist, who's a very, very smart, wonderful man who uh, is responsible for a lot of my growth and, and happiness currently, is one of these guys who, uh, you know, he, I think he's brilliant and also believes that in this reincarnation sort of thing, you keep doing it until you figure it out. It's kind of a, a karmic idea. It's kind of a, a Hindu idea, this sort of thing. And it's very pleasant to think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very comforting. Pleasant. It, you know, they also say that the universe points towards recycling. Mm-hmm. 
But to to believe that, you have to believe that your essence is something more than the chemicals of your brain. That's a pretty big jump. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty big jump. But like I remember I said to my therapist, there was that, that book called Heaven is Real, Daddy. And I was like, fuck. Some kid died and had a near-death experience and came back and told them all sorts of shit about, like, I met Grandpa, all these people he never knew. It was like, Grandpa says, don't forget his red red brand tobacco or whatever. It's like, how do you know that? And he's like, well, Jesus told me or whatever. And I go to my therapist. I'm like, I, I can't deal with that. If I'm, if I'm, like, losing my traditional faith, how do we cope with that? And he was like, oh, the kid went to another dimension. He went to that dimension and then he came back. And, and if we don't, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing another man's thoughts. If we don't figure things out, we uh, get sent back into another body or – and, uh, you know, I'm going to wrap this up real quick because it's pretty out there. <laughs> but people talk about like, you know, the guy – Robert Monroe, the Journeys Out of the Body guy. He's this guy that did out-of-body experiences while he was alive. Basically, a lot of people claim to be able to do that. Said that we're surrounded by this other dimension, which is all these confused people, people in comas, people who recently died, and people who can't figure out that they just need to move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So some of them come back and some of them stay in this realm that would seem kind of hellish. But then just past that crust is like every other dimension that you can explore if you figure your shit out sort of thing. That if we achieve some sort of salvation, not with a quick fix belief in a certain deity, but in like a real exploration of truth and love and peace and happiness and grace and forgiveness and redemption. That's kind of how I feel about life. Just like if – you know, that's what I tell myself, though, that sometimes like the most amazing thing can be right. Every other dimension that you want can can be right around the corner. Right. Because you because you see it happen for people. It does. They'll ha- be really, that really is dark. the feeling of life. They'll yeah. be really dark and, and things will just not look like things. And then and then just right around the corner. Well, that's was the feeling everything that, that was meant for them. Of you coming out of your depression. Mm-hmm. I imagine you've experienced oh, yeah. that feeling of being like a lost, sad. Yes. For, for, forget all the soul stuff yeah. and all the people that I lost with that touchy feely stuff. I believe me, rational brain agrees with you. But here we are in reality again, and you were super, super sad and didn't want to, like you said, eat a salad mm-hmm. or leave your house or yeah. go on a date. You didn't think you deserved anything good or right or whole. Right. And then you uh, found the right medication and were out of that. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you do want those good things, and you did get past that fucked up rim and now you're in one of the cooler dimensions to visit yeah that that pattern does seem to and be i love reflected. the world i'm in now i love my life right good now. yeah i'm so happy to hear you say that i i think that all the time i love my own life as yeah well. i feel it's sometimes really nice. it just like astounds me and i love other people's lives too that's that's a challenge is to look at other people and be like hey, it seems like your life's really nice and sometimes people just need to be reminded that their life is great yeah i hope that's one of the things the show does is that even when our lives are fucked up and we can mm-hmm. have pain and stuff i think we can be like either we're going to come out of this yeah you know what i mean I, who was i i had you? a friend tell me that last year like i i you know i was having trouble taking any guidance from people when i was really depressed and crying every day about my breakup and yeah. i had a friend that was just like he was like, can you see, like, he goes, I know everything's dark. It's all dark. Everything's bad. He's like, but just like picture it into the distance. Like it's the smallest dot of hope. It's like, mm. it's a zillion miles away, but it's there. Like, tell me it's there. Did they have that? And he's like, it's just going to keep getting closer. He's like, you can't see it. It's just going to keep getting closer and yeah. keep getting closer. And you just have to focus on that. And then that light will start to fill up and, you know. The pinprick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll start to look like a ping pong yeah. ball. And, and uh, Marianne Williamson has this thing where she says that like, She's like, people think it's... it's. Uh, Who does? Marianne Williamson. I was distracted because Gerard oh. was there. Gerard, oh, hi. Gerard Carmichael. Hello. 
We're all hanging out in comedy together. Yeah. I, well, she, she <laughs> talks about this thing where it's like people think they're living in darkness, but they have their own hands over their eyes. Uh-huh. And that's what I feel like I was doing. Yeah. I was like, I can't see anything. And I had my own fucking hands over my eyes. And I had to just be like, who br- oh. Who brought you out of that? Who was like, get you on some meds? Uh, oh, no, no. This was last year that I was talking about after my breakup. Oh, but, after yeah. the breakup. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got myself on meds. I just what? was like, I wasn't asking. When I was depressed, I wasn't asking for help. I just, I thought maybe I was crazy. Yeah. And I just, really? Yeah. You're like, oh, I've lost it. Yeah. And I was like not emotionally mature enough to be like, I have something wrong with me that, right. that Are I we, should talk to someone what about. What made you think you were crazy? Talking to yourself or? Um, just, I had, I just didn't feel like a person. Huh. I felt like an empty space. Like empty I, not even like just a body going around you were, you I, yeah, were I devoid like, of well, mass I felt like I had a body but there was nothing I felt like yeah I felt like I was just like empty <laughs> and I didn't I feel like I didn't have a personality or a, or hopes or dreams did, or, when did you didn't feel seen too were people not even really um, seeing you I, it sounds like you weren't being seen I don't yeah yeah it was weird because that was maybe the last thing I wanted yeah because I just felt like this weird uh other person right what did the depre- how did the depression compare compare these two glasses of chardonnay oh when you do the breakup who broke up with who in the two? Oh, in he, the two relationship he broke up with me <laughs> he broke up with you yeah in the two wait in the two what do you yeah, mean in the, the two? two the two halves of a two. Oh I'm yes 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 your... oh i see yeah. oh yeah yeah he yeah. broke up with me oh no yeah in person, I hope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry. That's okay. Did you see that coming? No. I'm no. so dumb. I was in Australia <laughs> with, I was doing a show with Hannibal, Moshe, and Tom Segura. The, mo- the best show in Australia. Mm. So much fun. And I was, and I came home a week early for our anniversary. Fuck everything. And that's when he broke up with me. And I was like, man, I should have stayed. Jamie Lee just. And that's re- also like the thing where I'm like, I'm not fucking doing anything for a guy anymore. Yeah. I'm doing my own schedule. I'm doing my own thing. I'm not ever like cutting yeah. my stuff in half. I, well, now we got to find that where's boundaries. And when do we stack up that boundary wall so much that it starts to harden the old heart? That's I the know. problem. Can I say that I, I, Jamie Lee, I was hanging out with her today and she reminded me that we broke up. I broke up with her the day after Valentine's Day. Oh. I think there's something about anniversaries, Valentine's birthdays where we really have to like that's when I, I bet a lot of breakups happen. Around Ours was Christmas. the day before our anniversary. Fuck everything. Yeah, there's something to that. He, I think that makes him a little bit better than me. I, I, I went. I sent, after, I yeah. sent the flowers, <laughs> and then we broke up. And then Aww. I got home, and uh, we didn't live together. But the flowers I had sent her were on my table, dead. Oh. She didn't like kill them. They had just naturally died, like the relationship. Oh no! <laughs> she also didn't see it coming. Ugh. What was it? I was going to ask you about something. Oh, you was were... he, was he threatened by the Garfunk? I don't know. Feeling the Garfunk? I, I'm not sure. Why did he break up with you? I, Let's get into your sadness. Uh, I wasn't sure at the time. It yeah. just felt like the the world was ending. You know? And it felt completely out of nowhere? You were still boning on um, the regs? Yeah. Yeah. And still communicating and laughing? And- yeah. Although I did feel something weird in Australia. I felt like something was weird. And I, it was so weird. The day before I went home, I got really, I was like, something's wrong. And Kate's like, what? I'm like, I don't know. And then I just like threw up. Whoa. And I, like out of nowhere and I didn't feel sick. And Kate was like, oh, that's so weird. And I just threw up and it was like really weird. And then we're in the airport and I, and I had like a, I had like an, like an asthma attack or something in the airport or a panic attack or something. Nothing I'd ever had before. We're just walking the plane and I was like, (gasps) and I couldn't breathe. I'm no. And I was like, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. Something is wrong. Something's really wrong. Whoa. And then, yeah. This is like when people know a loved one has died or something. That's how it felt. It felt like. Did you make any calls? Uh, no, but I worried the whole plane ride. I was like, something's wrong. Wow. With someone. It's either my family or something, like something's wrong. 
And so I did, I did feel something coming, but I just didn't know what it was. And it wasn't triggered by, you're in Australia, you're not getting like, you can't text, I'm assuming. Right. The, the normal thing, the normal thermometers that we have in relationships. I think right. texting is a big one. Right. I do. Do you? Yeah. It's yeah. Got, how quickly are we replying? Mm-hmm. Like, are we making jokes? And it's not even how quickly, it's how comfortable you are with the length of time. If like, if it's like, if someone doesn't reply to you for two hours, you, you go, if you go, oh, they're probably in a meeting, mm. they'll, they'll text me after, and they'll go, oh, I was in a meeting. But if you, or if you feel like, why didn't they write back? Why didn't they, like, mm-hmm. something's probably weird. That's poison the well. Yeah. That's definitely poison the well. So, so this guy wasn't threatened by your performance. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't exactly know what went wrong because it was, it was a multitude of things you I seem in that single space I, w- I was just talking to a couple of people uh, when i was in outside lands about how i'm becoming grossly like it sounds like pro-divorce mm-hmm. and because that's where i am right now mm-hmm. i'm not I, and i'm not saying i'm pro-divorce in fact i love weddings i love love i love people being in love i'm rooting for people but like i do tend to talk a little bit when like you and i talk about how great it is to be alone mm-hmm. When you talk about like, no, I'm not flying home from Australia early anymore. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking great. Go yeah. get a meat pie or whatever <laughs> people do down there. Yeah. That sounds nice. I'll do a show with Hannibal Burris. You yeah. know, it's like fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's, he's a pretty autonomous fellow as yeah. well. And that there's something very appealing about mm-hmm. that. But I worry about, I guess I worry about us, Ricky. <laughs> are, I, are we, we like, going to become those people? You know, to use, to use a, a Christ term, I feel like, you know, it's the crucifixion and you die for three days and then you get up again. You're... And like, we're dead right now. <laughs> but we're probably on the third day. But I think it's real we were... cozy behind that stone. Yeah. I think we were probably, probably right after your divorce and after your, you were dead for a yeah, while. Yeah. It feels like you're dead, you know. And yeah. then like, you know. You're pro- we're probably on our third day. I think we'll get back up again. I think both of us will. Because love's good. Yeah. It's better. I think when we you... both love being adored in... and we both love loving people. And Yeah. You know, it's probably probably for me and probably for you, it'll it'll be slower. Do you know what your relationship poison is? I was just going to tell you mine, but I've what said it that? many times What's on the show. Like, what, what, is, what starts to bleed into the well water that ends it? It's weird. I just, like, that relationship feels like the only one that, like, I really mattered and Mm -hmm. it's the only one I don't understand I don't totally know what went wrong you know so I don't know I don't think I have a thing I really don't I feel like I make mistakes and then I kind of learn from them and every time it gets to be it's like a different problem interesting and terrifying yeah I know something else fucking goes wrong it's like I keep fixing these like I keep plugging these holes and then like water squirts out somewhere else right damn it well how do you love if people love you by like flowers and candy Mm -hmm. and uh, spa days or whatever it is what do you do um I think I'm good at sort of like holding the whole their whole thing like I, I I feel like people who date me are comfortable like with the things that are wrong with them and like I'm I'm pretty accepting I think mm-hmm. and tolerant of people's you know shortcomings you know <laughs> I think I think maybe that's how I love the most is to be like Completely and, and, I, and I tell people like if I think something's great about them I'll tell them constantly right you know it's nice I'll tell them constantly really yeah I if I think someone like gorgeous I'll tell them every day really yeah I'm like you're so hot I can't take it every day really yeah that's awesome yeah that's so nice. That's how I love, yeah. I get that even when it's fake. I was doing a I was doing a sketch uh, for the, for something, and then this person was playing my mother, and then my mother was supposed to say, "You're a perfect boy, and I love you so much. No matter what you do, it's so great." And it was fake, 
It was it was the joke was that it was miscast and they were way too young and I still was like thanks mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. But I do that with my friends too. If what? I'm just thinking about them and I'm like god, I love that about this person, I'll just text them. Oh, and really? I'll tell or I'll tell them. I'll I be get... like I was just thinking about how amazing you are and these are the uh, things I love about you. Send. Sweet. Some people are weirded out by that. It's no. harder to do with guy friends that are new. Yeah. Because that is easily misinterpreted. I tell, I tell, I do the same thing. It's a little, it's worded differently. If if some, if I think of something and it makes me laugh, I'll text that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So if if I think of something Mulaney said that made me laugh, I, I text him. And I one time asked him, I was like, "Do you does it ever get annoying?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, sometimes I think it's like my girlfriend texting me back about something, and it's you being <laughs> like dog boners or whatever." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sometimes." And I'm like, "Just let me know if you ever want to be unsubscribed from the P Holmes text list. I don't have to text you." Right. I just happen to like texts that where someone sends me something funny that I said. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I want like to live too. in that world all the time. Yeah. See, people like it. I like if, it. And people like it if they're in it. If they're in, they don't, if, if it's a girl you kind of like, that's yeah. why I like to end things right. If someone doesn't really like me, like, let's not do it. Right. I, I'm very, you know, that's verbose and I like to tell people. Yeah. Stuff. Effusive. Yeah. That's a word <laughs> I effusive. learned recently and yeah. I love using it. You're very effusive. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about comedy. You're in a partnership. Yes. And that is interesting to me because mm-hmm. I have to think that gets pretty old. <laughs> it goes up and down. Right now, our relationship is the best it's ever been. Really? I think my breakup was the best thing that ever happened to us. Because she wants to date you? <laughs> no, because I'm different now than I was and all, and like... I just, I'm just, I don't know. I don't care as much about bullshit well, you, anymore. Right. And, and, and she kind of had to take care of everything for a while. She had to hold down the fort. Mm-hmm. Like she would have to come over and pick me up and I would sort of like cry backstage. We'd go out and do a show and then I'd get off stage and cry. Really? And Kate had to like really deal with me being just excessively human. Like, Whoa. and just like not okay for a while. And she did. And like after that, it's like, yeah. Well, I can, you She's know, if she can deal now. with this stuff from me, I can deal with that whatever. stuff from her. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But We've got- become very, I think, tolerant of each other. And I think we just like each other a lot right now. Yeah. Were there bad times? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think like, I don't think bad, but just, you know, just Rougher. better and worse. You know, yeah. it, it takes a while, I think, to find your, uh, like your role mm-hmm. in the partnership mm-hmm. and like, What's your role? Uh, well, I think it's I'm more of the like writer person, and she's more of the music person, mm-hmm. and um, I'm more of like the like idea writer kind of word person. She's yeah, and like she's more like I had to accept that she wasn't me, and she had to accept that I wasn't her, and that's hard. Yeah, like I had to accept that like I want to spend 17 hours in the studio in a row and like do everything right, and and that she's not that way. And we kind of had to like forgive each other. For She's those less things. type and, A or whatever. Yeah, but she comes in and does like a magical thing. She'll walk in and go, maybe we should put flute on it. It'll be like, the, and it'll be magical. Right, right, and right, like, right. Well, that's her. And you're more like a strength. grind at it yeah. and really get it right. Yes, yes. And it's a good, it's a good match. That is a good match. Yes. But you guys also have to like travel together and stuff. I imagine. It, we're great at that. You are? Yeah. I've never, you know what never makes sense to me is when you're starting out at comedy and you're just making nothing, mm-hmm. which is a long decade period, uh, how do you do that when you're splitting the dough? Like two people have to fly out. Like I, I will fly sometimes an opener out with me and I'm like, 
this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like I do it because I love it, but like you lose a lot of money putting someone else up. Well, we we got incredibly lucky. I think we we didn't know about the comedy world. We it, looking back, we realized how lucky we were, but we we didn't have. We had other sources of income. We were doing commercials and TV, and uh, like this wasn't our. So you didn't have to grind it out on the road or whatever. No, we never did that. The the every gig we had was they flew us out and we headlined. We didn't have the. Oh, cool. We never opened. Yeah, you know we do sets here all the time for ten minutes. Or, you know, right, 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 right. But like we. Uh, I don't know. We kind of skipped that phase. Right. And how did you skip that phase? I think a lot of people are listening right now who would like to skip that phase. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I honestly don't know. It's because I, I think I know. You're in L.A. and you were performing and you were doing well and you were doing this thing that can be rehearsed mm-hmm. privately. Yes. And honed and written and rewritten. Exactly. Without any audience. Without any audience. Yes. So you could amass your 10,000 hours sort of thing without bringing it to Indiana or wherever. So you're getting better and better and better. And then you did some primo shows in L.A. You started in L.A. Mm -hmm. with Doug Benson (laughs) in the green room. And then you nailed it and you did some important shows and some people saw you and some right – it's the classic show business thing. The right people saw you. But we just didn't realize, I think at the time, the level of shows we were getting on right away. Like it just – we were like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Like we we didn't – It's kind of nice. Yeah, so we weren't – nervous about we're just like yeah this is fun well, and, and we that- didn't have um necessarily the goals mm-hmm. in comedy but the more it unfolded the more we realized how cool it is and how we just we love it yeah. that's when we started to be like oh we want to do this we want to yeah. dig in and we really want to be here and but it took a while it's great that you didn't know to that sort of uh you know like wiley e. coyote walking off the cliff you haven't looked down yet yeah. uh, on the air, walking on the air, I mean. And like, so you were doing Largo or yeah, something. Yeah, our third show we did was an hour. What? Our thir- third show ever. <laughs> we did two like sets, one at the Tomorrow Show and one like Midnight Thing at UCB. And then we're like, we're ready to do an hour. And we did an hour yeah. like, right away. Yeah. And we had, you know, looking back, we're like, we had no business Well, again, hour. you could quantify how many songs were an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I've been doing this 11 years or so. I can't tell you how long. People are like, you're doing six minutes. I'm like, ah, no, I'll do... I'll do uh, eight and eight 13, yeah. eight minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds. Or if you really type for time, I'll do like five, 30. I, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Uh, but a song, it's the same. You know how long it is. Chorus, yeah. pre-chorus, yeah. verse, verse, chorus. Exactly. And you're out. Right. So that's cool, man. You did an hour and, and you just did your half hour. Yes. Which I remember that was. Did you did you see it yet? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I that you were upset. Was, Are you still upset about it? Well, I wasn't it? upset. I was just nervous to see it. I just didn't want to. I don't know. I just didn't want to see. It. I was just nervous. And right. I liked it. They didn't cut to the audience, though. I, I remember you saying that, which is which is the director's choice. Yeah. No, they 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 did in the clip that I originally saw. There wasn't a lot, but it was it was. I, I think I was just super worried. And when I saw it, I was relieved and I thought it was Maybe good that was and, some of your type A yes. sort of thing. But you said that the I, like, crowd... Panic. I'm very type A, you know. You, you, the crowd was but, very hot yes. and into it. Mm-hmm. But then you said it kind of... It didn't really capture the crowd, which I think is an interesting <laughs> element to a special. Yeah, I thought so. I thought, yeah. It was weird. I think just in the clip I saw. But when I watched... I don't know. Good. It was way better when I watched it. I think I just saw a clip and panicked. And I'm like, yeah. everything's awful. It's always awful. Like, you know, because I just go there. Right. I just always, like, these alarms go off and I'm sure. very type A. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I like it. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm happy I'm to like, hear I that. Like that it. would be shitty yeah. if you didn't like it. When yeah. you were saying that, I was like, that doesn't sound like a reason to not like your special. Well, I was just making it up because I, like, worry and I do sure. that, you know. And now you're coming out with a third CD or you already have it? We are just started recording our fourth CD. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, Petey Pants, mm-hmm. not listening again. Mm-hmm. Your fourth CD. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So you have four hours. Yeah, presu- like, we turn it out. You, you know, turn it yeah, out. It's, that's the only thing that sort of makes me feel better about, you know, getting criticism 
about being musical co- like whatever I'm like well no one can say we don't work our asses off yeah you sure do we do that's absolutely true you do know, you ever feel we like have ten, that's you know it's 40 songs that we like really 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 worked on so right do you ever feel the urge to to Garfunkel it up and go and be in Carnal Knowledge or, or Oats it up? And oh my God, yeah. Go I I want to do Coke on a yacht. Oh, I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> no, that I, that's what I was guessing. Oats is doing yeah. the, the, the real Oats. I don't know what the real no, Oats is. Oh gosh, doing. the real Oats is amazing. But like, I, I have met the real Oats yeah, too. He's I, the he was so nice. I'm sorry like for shitting on you, Oats. And, yeah. Do, what do they I, think of you, the name of your group? Oats loves it. Really? Yeah, we never heard from Garfunkel, but Oats like MySpace is when we started and said really? he loved us. Yeah. Weird. We've played with him. No. He flew us to Aspen to play in his festival. Like He gets us tickets <laughs> for Hall & Oates shows. He no, said, come invited. to my festival, and you just came. It's just him in a hotel room with a bearskin <laughs> rug and two cognacs. He's, He's like, like, hey. Which one of you is me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we love him. He's yeah. so nice to us. I met him at the Daily Show. He was a oh, yeah, he's great. Super, and he did a bit that kind of like wasn't at his expense, but it, you know, he's aware that he's out. Yes, totally. So you and sometimes want to go solo? No, 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 no. But That's sometimes what I, I was want to. Oh, no, you said Carnal Knowledge. I, 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 like, I like totally want to be in movies. Of course you do. So, oh, you know Carnal Knowledge? I thought yeah, that reference no, would I know, be lost I know that on reference. you. I don't know why. Karen I, Black and yeah, yeah, great movie. Great movie. That I shot love of that movie. shot of Candace Bergen just laughing. How the fuck did Amazing. they get that? Amazing. Great, great thing. What I was wondering is yeah. if, like your namesakes, mm-hmm. would you ever want to do the, the Paul Simon and, and do? Are there things that Oates is keeping you from? And I call, it's, I love calling her Oates. Uh, well, it's weird because no, because Kate's changed a lot since we started. She was very conservative. She never swore before she met me. Really? Yeah. And it has, and she just just had this like renaissance. I don't know. She's very different. Like you know, she's still the same Kate. Sure, like, she's still sure, innocent sure, sure. And sweet, but she's like, oh, let's do that. Fuck me in the ass song. You right. Know? And I'm like, right. okay. And like the things that she's willing to do, and you know. It has just increased, so now I get to do whatever I want. I think maybe at the beginning I was like, I want to do darker stuff and edgier stuff, but now I feel like we can do it. So really, yeah, uh, I, don't, you- I don't feel that urge. I bet Kate does because she probably still wants to do like. You know, she has like songs like, you know, the moon is winking at me. Isn't it pretty? You know, oh, really? like, yeah, totally. She has that whole side of her. Where it's so like, funny because she looks like a little pixie and she, she just wants to sing about the moon. Totally. Totally. So she, she, I wouldn't be surprised if she did another solo album because it just, because like some of her personality is definitely not included in our stuff because our stuff is, we go for laughs and it's darker and she right. likes sort of lighter, you know, but I feel like mine is. I, but I do want to act more. I do want to be in more stuff. I like. Right. I love it. And you will. And it sounds like you've you've had a good little run. Yeah. You're on a good run. I'm on a good You're run. You're in the middle of a good run. Yeah. This is a question that Gary. Gall- I'm at the beginning of a really long good run. You'll see. No, I'm yeah. Just exactly. <laughs> it goes back to what we were saying. How, yeah. Where are we in our careers? I have no it's idea. It's so funny because the hubris of me being like, when I was a kid, I just felt like I was being pulled, and I was like, ah, I'm going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just like, I'm an asshole. But you did. Yeah, I know. Well, that that's the the weird hard hard honesty. Embarrassing honesty mm-hmm. is something that I kind of enjoy. Oh my god, there's nothing more embarrassing than being like, I want to be an actor. Yeah, people are like, fuck you. Yeah, Why yeah, do you yeah, think yeah. you're so great? I fuck think you. Comedian is just as bad. Exactly. Too. You think you're Although, that funny? Actor, you're not funny. I have more sympathy sometimes for the actor because the actor is like, I want to be an actor, and then it's like the actor typically to get anywhere needs someone else whereas the you comedian can go to an open mic there's no acting open mics where you just go up and act or maybe there are that's but why i feel sounds... like my life is so much better now that i have both because i no one has to give me permission to write a song yeah and before people had to grant me permission i, and I had to beat everyone else for the role and right know, right and now i can just make stuff whenever i want and perform whenever i want and actually and you free. music comedian that's something that we already talked about mm-hmm. is you also don't have to go to the open mic you and kate can see what makes you guys laugh yeah you can record it you could record a song and you've never performed 
put it on YouTube and it would probably do fine. That's what we usually do. Is that right? Yeah. You put it on YouTube first? Yeah. Well, lately we've been switching it, but only that's like a recent, that's in the last three months. Really? Yeah. Before that, we would just write it, put it on YouTube and wow. then start performing it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What if it changes? I'm assuming it will change. It doesn't change that much. Really? I'm pretty meticulous about stuff. The way I obsess over words is, uh, it's weird. Hmm. I'll just be like all day. I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, and Kate just laughs at me because I'll call her and I'll be like, okay, in the third verse, I think we should say and instead of the because this, and I feel like it's more technically, she's like, okay, you know. <laughs> she's like, I got to go. The moon's winking at yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. She's like, fine. She's in her Peter Pan outfit. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, I just obsess and obsess until I feel like it's perfect. Yeah. And then. Well, it's yeah. a good combo. I feel like you and Kate are are represented in a small way in a lot of creative people's minds. You got the the guy that's kind of crunching the numbers, mm-hmm. and then you have the person that just wants to dance. Yes, yes. The the, <laughs> the 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 yeah. I don't know if you'll have an answer to this, but I love asking this question, and I also love that Katie leaves, and I'm like, we're probably wrapping it up pretty soon. Who knows? I, I have no idea what time it is. Uh, it's eight thirty five on Monday, the thirteenth. But we had Hardwick time. We did have Hardwick time, too. We can dish all we want. Well, I was going to ask you the hardest you've ever laughed. The hardest I've ever laughed? And you don't, don't feel put on the spot. I, sometimes people panic. It can this be- is going to sound so stupid, but I remember. This is going to sound so stupid and mean, but the hardest I ever laughed is when I saw this guy slip on a banana peel. <laughs> but it was so fucking stupid yes. that I just, like, died. It was this guy. <laughs> it was in college, and he was, like, putting his tray away so in the cafeteria. I'm you depressed. needed a laugh. I'm so fucking depressed, you right? You need a laugh. And I was just, like, eating lunch in the cafeteria, like, by myself, you know, blah, blah. And I'm watching this guy come, and he's, like, carrying his tray, and he doesn't have good balance in the first place, and he's like has a bunch of glasses and stuff in there, and he slips on a banana peel, oh my and God. the tray goes up in the air, oh my and he God. falls flat on his back, and then all the stuff falls on him. Oh, no. And I... I just like fell off the furniture and I don't know what, I mean, it was probably just like all this like darkness just coming out, but I remember just inconsolable. That's hilarious. Inconsolable. Laughing for over a minute. Oh yeah. Ah. Yeah. And I remember laughing really hard when, um, I remember Tom Arnold told Tig Notaro that she got pink lined and pink lined. Yeah. No, see, nobody knows what that is, but no. he, it was in, uh, Vancouver and he was doing a show and we were all on it and, uh, Tig came in and he was like, Tig, what are you doing here? You've been pink lined. And she's like, I've been what? He's like, well, you're not in the show. You've been pink lined. And she's like, I've been what? And it was this weird miscommunication that went on way too long. Yeah. I was like, should I call my agent? She's like, they flew me up here. Like, I think I'm in the, the show. Like, yeah. do I, what's going on? And then, and it was just, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he wasn't being mean about it. He's just like, you've been, you've been pink lined. And Tom's assistant came in and he's like, see, Tig's been pink lined, right? And he had, Tom had seen Tig's schedule and her name had been, was highlighted. Uh-huh. And he, in pink, and he made up a term. And and uh, and ascribed like a a definition to it. So, yeah. so the line she'd been pink lined, which meant she wasn't in the show. <laughs> and then he told her like it was normal. And I just <laughs> like kind a of, show business added. Right, right, right. Like, Sorry, was, baby. And his assistant's like, no, that's just for her schedule. Uh, and so she wasn't. Pink but lined. he was straight clowning. Yeah. I your your fall story. There's something really great about that. I was going into a Taco Bell in Burlington, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, and I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. We should do better. Right. But I saw this guy <laughs> holding a lot of tacos. Mm-hmm. 
and he went into a door that was locked. That's all. <laughs> the story is over. But he was definitely rushing. Yeah. And the first door, it was two sets of double doors, and the first door on his side was unlocked. So, of course, the second one would be unlocked and he just slammed he didn't hit his face or anything but he was in he such a rush all the tacos. and some of the tacos got mangled for sure and he looked so serious <laughs> that he banged into it and I being the like 16 year old just jackass that I was slash am just laughed in his face yeah. this like biker dude who was furious? Yeah, I should have died that day. Yeah, that, that's that goes to show. Like you can be cerebral and do all these highbrow jokes and be yes. philosophical, and then you laugh at someone running into a door or slipping on a I, banana yes. peel harder than anything. I call that the America's Funniest Home Videos uh, factor. It's still there. I've done a show where it was there was a bar in the front and the show was in the back, and there was America's Funniest Home Videos on with the sound off, <laughs> and the laughs in that bar were bigger, <laughs> much bigger than the ones in the showroom. Oh my god! It was wild. Wow! It was really. There's something to that. Well, but that's the hardest think, we've laughed. We there's something it. to that. Well, that's not my hardest. I laugh. My oh. hardest I laugh story was uh, something different. But I already, I already told it. On oh, the okay. Show. So fuck it. I'm trying to think of other ones, other real good ones. It's it's weird when you have that like fall off the furniture laughing. Yeah, I have it a lot with Kate. Oh, really? We have it a lot. We're, but it's like it's hard to explain. Where you guys just laugh in that simpatico we'll sort just, of way? We'll laugh so hard that we can't stop. And yeah. like there'll be times where oh, <laughs> something weird is happening, and I know if I look at her. I'm gonna fall apart. I'm gonna start laughing, and so I just won't yeah. make eye contact. If we're talking to someone weird, I will not make eye contact. Church laughter, cause, yeah, because I will lose it. Yeah, there's nothing better than church laughter. Actually, it was one of my favorite things. Probably one of the things you enjoy about being in movies is like fucking up lines and laughing, and like that blooper reel yeah. always looks so fun. And in my experience, it is fun. It is. You're making me remember the the hardest I've laughed recently, which was tears down my face was Moshe Casher uh, and I were doing a show in Montreal, and for some reason. I can't remember the reason. He was doing an impression <laughs> of a kamikaze pilot. It, was, it, was, it wasn't uh, racist. It wasn't like that. It was just kind of like a guy not giving a fuck shooting this well, yeah. huge heavy gun as he, as, as he was crashing his own plane. And for some reason, no, when we were in a room with a number of other people that should have laughed at it, we couldn't stop laughing for 15 minutes. Moshe putting his feet up and just going. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. I wish I could remember what exactly he was doing. It's hard to explain. That's like Kate and I, we have so many inside jokes and we laugh so hard that we we have to remember when someone else is there so we can adjust. Yeah. So we're not just like, oh, yeah, remember that. Oh, with the, yeah. And, the, uh, and then we just start That's laughing. That's so great. Because it's annoying to other people. How long have you guys known each other? It's only been. Uh, we've known each other like six years. We've been doing this like four so there were two years you knew each other that you didn't do anything? Mm-hmm. Who approached who? Well, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I'd been writing funny songs for a long time mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. And she had too. <laughs> and I'd seen her perform some of her songs. And I wrote... Uh, what did she call herself? Oats? Just Kate McGucci. No, just Kate McGucci. That, <laughs> Garfunkel and Oats, I had to like convince her of that. She didn't like the name. Really? Yeah, it was like a big process. That, oh. Yeah, it's, it was a long process. But... I just, um, I wanted to make something and so I wrote a musical or I wrote a script for us and I said, let's turn it into a musical. <laughs> and we did a short that was a musical and we wrote these songs and we're like, we kind of like these and we put them on YouTube <laughs> and then people started watching them and we're like, that's, oh, that's weird. And like everything just sort of unfolded. Yeah. And then one of the songs got bought by Scrubs and they used it as a musical number on Scrubs. And then... Wait, like they changed the characters to be Zach Braff? Yeah. And uh, Flies yeah. On? Yeah. And they, well, it was, it, they hired Kate to sing it with 
another actor on the show. What was the song? It was called Fuck You, and they changed one of the words. It, they changed it to Screw You. Uh, and it was like a love ballad called Screw You on the show. But that brought people to it. just sort of unfolded like that. That doesn't happen. People don't upload I know. a video onto YouTube but and that's then why have it feels... scrubs be like... People, I wrote for but television. That's why people it feels are like, like, why a, don't you buy my YouTube video? No, that's why it feels like a little bit. It, it's weird, like the thing that like, meant to be or whatever. Like it felt yeah. like I, I was doing other. I was auditioning and I was doing other things and I was trying to be like a good actor and memorize my lines. And then this other thing just kept tapping me on the shoulder, and being like, "Well, this is happening, right? With or without you. Like, th- look, look what's going on over here. Yeah, like, you're making money doing this thing that you're not focusing on. And then we were like, okay, we'll write one more song, right? Okay, one more, right? Well, let's perform once. And then it just sort of. Cool. Yeah, it became obvious. What did, what did, what did Oates want to call the group? Uh, three, two, one, mezzanine. Three, two. One. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like you just made that up and you couldn't think I did of not, anything. Better. I did not. We were in a parking garage and couldn't get out, and we finally got to the first floor. And we're like, oh, thank God! And then there was a whole mezzanine, so it took another fifteen minutes. <laughs> and um, no, we had all these, all these like three, two, one, mezzanine. <laughs> I know, but we had all these yeah different names that we went through. I can't even remember them. They were terrible. Worse than three, two, yeah, one. Yeah, it was so bad. It's so hard to name a band. Mezzanine, mezzanine. a very <laughs> difficult word to spell. Why yeah. not just squirrel zamboni? I mean, just- the worst. But then, but then we just. Um, I we recorded songs with this engineer and he was like that has to be your name and I'm like I know and Kate was like at dinner and I'm in the recording studio like as as it would be and, yeah and we just called her ceaselessly and we're like it has to be that really it has to be that yeah and finally she's like oh fine whatever wow and that's I- our relationship now <laughs> I'm like I this has to be it has to these are these are the, that's the final version of that I'm sorry that's you know yeah I, I can be annoying no it doesn't sound annoying <laughs> uh, when you do shows do people want to hear old stuff or do they want to hear the newer stuff is that um in in L A newer stuff. Because yeah. everyone's heard the old stuff. And, hand job. Yeah. When's the last time you played hand job? Uh, it's been a while. In LA. Oh, it's been a while. Do you understand job them more? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I don't, I'm not interested in hand jobs. I love a good hand job. Really? Yep. What is it? Why Why wouldn't you rather have like a nice warm mouth? Well. You want someone's hand because over a mouth or a vagina? Well, you'd want a hand. What do we? I can. I'll happily rank it for you. Okay, yeah. Okay, then rank it. Rank it. <laughs> yeah, hand jobs at the bottom, okay. right above foot job. Right. <laughs> foot job. Foot job. I don't under. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so I'm so yeah. sorry. That's something's so stupid. Afoot. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, something's oh, afoot. Yeah. Uh, no, I. You know, I haven't had a hand job in uh, probably ten years. But oh, that's why it's like a nostalgic thing. There's always an. I'm a weird guy when it comes. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm a weird guy that when I watch like uh, a. a, a movie i'm like where's the condom i'm like this like kind of like not the worst uh of the people i know right. but like kind of like a safe sex and then people will be like oh like that you can get an std from oral yeah. sex and people i remember some statistic about like, like she didn't come from that like who girl, didn't come from what when, oh, every time ha, i watch a scene, on, a sex scene on tv i'm like he didn't do anything yeah. you just put it in and she's yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. yay i'm like that's not real right it's because they only have so much film yeah <laughs> they don't but have- you look for the condom i look for clitoral stimulation yeah we never see either one well movies if if every movie uh needed to have an, a realistic female orgasm scene that all be like the average length It'd be, would be like, like 45 six minutes. hours <laughs> yeah it's just like it's a great movie in the middle of it there's a 45 minute cunnilingus <laughs> scene. scene it's really boring why yeah. <laughs> why it just looks tiring she yeah. keeps saying right there don't move don't move don't move and then he loses it it's right. not interesting and then they and you have to kind of start over yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, guys can kind of like pause and then keep keep the momentum going girls it just goes back to zero i know you that's can't our, you from can't, what i understand yeah. i get that 
it, that's yeah. Do you have orgasms? Yeah. But uh, don't say it like that. Some oh. people don't. Oh, yeah. No, you can say it however you want. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. That's not everybody. Really? I've been that's... with girls that don't have and like that's maybe too bad. Uh, write your own Pete Holmes sucks joke. Yeah. But I'm just saying like uh, <laughs> it seems like a difficult thing, and it always seems like it might be psychological or something like like uh, some I think sort so of green, too. green light. Or they haven't found the way that it works for them. Or right. You know. That would suck. I, yeah, that would. I don't know. Yeah, that's just that sucks. But then I, I don't know. They convince themselves that it's okay or whatever. I, yeah. But it's kind or of... maybe they just don't have orgasms with you. Yeah, that's. I, I, and you then know they what? just lie and go, "Oh, I just don't ever." Here, okay. Here's a nice thought. Here's a loving thought from me. I hope that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, because because you're not with them anymore. So yeah. maybe they found someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Hit the bricks and find somebody that does it better. Yeah, no, I think I'm a pretty sexual person. Yeah, you seem like in our in our I, girl chats, you yeah, seem like you are. I don't, yeah. and it seems important, and and you got to very important. You got to get off. Oh, we were talking about this a little bit. Yeah, mm, now we were. we're now we're in the danger yeah. zone about uh, the idea of a guy that uh, wants to do dirty stuff. Yeah, the, and and the way that I I don't know what it's like. Uh, to be a lady, but I have to imagine. We, okay, you were talking about going to college and no one knows who you are. Right. That's sometimes how I see a new relationship. You're in a new relationship and you're like, they don't know I'm not a hair pull guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's almost like the Louis C.K. thing where you show your because you go, oh, oh, this is what I do. I do this right. and this and this. Well, this is what I really need. These are the things I need yes, from you. Yes. If you can't fulfill A, B, and C, then just let me know now. Right. And then we won't do it. Well, at the beginning of the relationship, how how many weeks is it? How many times can you fuck? Before like it starts getting weirder to work new things in, I think it's probably oh. fifty or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. There's a good there's a window. Big window. There's yeah. a big window. If it's but, been like a year, well, you can't I, suddenly be like, "Hey." In, in my marriage, which I had no idea what I was doing that whole time, could have been part of the problem. No, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, six years, you you don't, you're not really mixing it up. Yeah, we had a we had our routine. It was pretty. It actually makes me really kind of sad to think about that routine. Yeah. It was like standard this, and she could come that way, and then we'd do it uh, backwards. I don't like routines <laughs> at all. It's sad. It, well, there, there's no there's no real passion to it. There's no real – and then like I think I've said this before. I bet the person that she's with now, they, oh, sex had a lot to do with it. I bet it was like, holy shit, sex is supposed right. to make – I kind of love this. You this feel crazy. like yeah. pure energy. It was just energy. a better match probably yeah. for her. Yeah. Probably that's – I hope – hey, here's another $10,000 thought. I hope that's her too. Yeah. I hope that's their half of it too. Totally. And then he finds her like irresistible. I hope so. That's a big part of it. Is the irresistibility? Yeah. Well, that's guys well, who like come at you like, oh yeah, let's you know. You're like, well, that's all right. Yeah. Blah. Right. I like it when they seem like they, you know. But how do you? That this is inevitable. We're back in like, the- like, <laughs> like, like, like I can't be in like a room the, with you, like the Matrix, without you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's go. We're going to fuck if if we're alone for more than three, two, one, mezzanine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I like happen. that. Yeah, I, but then yeah. then you run out of that. You uh, inevitably, you? I think you do. Oh, I think you do. Oh, I think it's so funny that Kumail and Emily are right over your shoulder because they're always my. There's a picture of them hanging. Oh, they're the so studio. cute. And I always I always look at them, and I don't want to bring them into this. But when I think about married people and having it remain good, I, I'm like, well, maybe them. They seem maybe like them. they yeah, have they, it. I, I bet. Yeah, I bet they yeah. do have it together. But you know, there's always that that first time, even in a relationship of only. You know, a year and six months or whatever, there's still that first night when you go to bed and you don't fuck. Yeah. And that's you, weird. There's part of me that kind of loves it, though. That reminds me of my parents. Yeah. 
know. I'm like, I'm just going to read The New Yorker and go to sleep. I feel like it's – that's yeah, that's weird for me. It I is, would feel weird about that, I think. I agree. But then there's also part of me that – I actually considered this the other day. There's there's a girl that I uh, you know date occasionally and I wanted to call her the other night and just be like, do you want to come over and just sleep? Like just you want to just come and Aww. sleep? I didn't. I wasn't going for an awe, but then I well, was like, "No, I said awe because maybe you do want a girlfriend." Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't a, know. it's an inkling. You're on your third day. You uh, have an inkling. That's a, that. You want to come over and sleep? That's 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 your heart is melting a little. Yeah, maybe. You want someone to just cuddle you and be there? That's or, that's a girlfriend. Or am I just the worst? And I'm just like it's nicer to sleep with somebody. It's nicer to sleep with someone is is a girlfriend kind of mentality. So I mean, I'm not saying you're there. I'm saying it's it's yeah, getting, maybe, your yeah, heart maybe, is melting maybe, a little. Yeah, let's let's cut to the stock footage of icicles dripping. Yeah, because <laughs> guys guys who are not there, that's the last thing they want. They want someone to go home. They don't want someone to be there and sleep with them. This has come up on the They're show. They're like before. you're a thousand degrees. You're yeah. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> even no, even even if I uh, if it's something casual and something new. And then we have sex that we're, we're pro- almost always going to sleep together. It's not always the case. It's very, been very rare in, in, in my life. And, you know, I'm not the most sexually experienced person. But there's been maybe once or twice where it's been, like, just understood. Like, we, we've had sex and now let's go out and get a drink. You know what I mean? Like, the night's not even over necessarily. Or I don't know. This, right. this never happens. Yeah, I would feel weird if someone didn't stay over. Unless they had a really good reason. Unless I think, and this is incredibly new and uncomfortable for me, but unless it's just kind of like understood that it's like, let's, we have a chemistry and I'd like to fuck and I'd like to fuck. And that, right. and that happens to me so rarely. A lot of the time. That doesn't happen to me anymore. I, which, like since I turned 30. Which is needing just, to get. I mean, just like, plowed. I feel like I don't attract those people anymore or I don't like send the, send signals to them. I'm not in like people who are in that space. Yeah. They're not people that I'm, that I look at. Yeah. You can, you can tell. Yeah. Like you, you know, mostly you can see where people are at and they'll pretty much tell you. Right. Guys will tell you. <laughs> you know, they'll hint to you somehow. You know, if you're on a date with a girl and you're not interested in being her boyfriend, you'll find a way to tell her. Well, Casually and, or not, you know. Yeah. Be like, oh, I'm so happy now that I'm single or some yeah. stuff. Like any little thing. Like, and girls don't, girls forget to listen. Uh-huh. Guys will tell them everything if they listen. Well, that's why I'm always surprised when people don't see breakups coming, yourself included. Because guys think we're shooting goddamn flares in the air. If your ex is anything like me, mm-hmm. I'm like, surely she'll notice I didn't offer her a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Some bullshit code. Right. And then she's like, why didn't she see it coming? I didn't right. offer the gherkin. Well, do you want to hear something terrible? Sure. The day before I left for Australia, we went and um, bought a bigger bed. So we'd have more room to sleep together. So the fact that I didn't see it coming, I yeah, don't no. think was me being like, I missed the signal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I feel like... That's a conflicted uh, man. It was a conflicted man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a conflicted man. I've and had... when he had a minute to think and when I was actually gone, that's yep. when he realized his truth, which was he didn't want to be with me. But he... I don't think it was me going like, I just am ignoring it. He's right, lo- right, he loves right, me and right, I'm making right. this up. You know? Right, 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 right. Which that's... I've done. In the past. But. I got to tell you, I think I'm going to add to the breakup list the birthdays and uh, anniversaries and <laughs> holidays. And then I'm also going to add the marriage thing. Uh, guys, really, uh, I remember a breakup where um, the girl would read like a, a wedding magazine. And I was like, oh, I think we're going to have to break up now. Like, it, because, because then you start to really start to mesh the families together. Oh, my gosh. Every person I date since turning 30 I picture uh, if we could get married what that would be like yeah. and it's weird and not in a Bridget Jones like not in a romanticized type of way yeah. but like 
it almost like a huh what would that be mm. like how would that go mm-hmm. you, you know i fantasize that way too i, do I you? i've said that on, oh yeah i uh do it too quickly maybe because you count people out yeah i'll count you go, people Ooh, out. no i don't want to marry that person i'll be like yeah, yeah yeah like uh i don't know some some sort of judgment. It's typically I try again. It's one of those things you have to be careful of. There's a certain amount of information that's fair that you get from the family. Yeah, uh, I, I think an example of that might be, and I have no problem with only children, but you might be you're an only child. Maybe you didn't learn until later how to like share, right. and that's not always the case. Only mm-hmm. children don't don't freak <laughs> out on me. Uh, but I'm just saying maybe you could ha- have a safer stereotype like that. And then there's dangerous ones where you're just like, oh, the parents are divorced and I don't like that. Like that's a pretty broad stroke. Arguably so is the uh, single Yeah, single I don't really one. judge people on their families, oddly enough, just because I, I have do, so many friends really? with um, – I, I have a couple really good friends with family situations that you just wouldn't believe. Hmm. And they uh, have like risen above those. And yep. And and, I, and so they just the exception has almost become the rule to me where I'm like you know what there are people with great families who are assholes there are people sure. with terrible families who are going to make great husbands and wives and yeah yeah the family thing doesn't bother me the the one of the, the only thing that like is a super red flag is if they were an addict at any point hmm. it scares me a little why because it could come back mm. and it could manifest itself in any number of ways if they were like a real drug addict or alcoholic like it's scary it's not i won't discount them completely sure but it's that's a that's one that i have i have to like slowly contend with yeah that's interesting do you not have that i yeah no i mean that's interesting because i wasn't even thinking about myself i was like if somebody was like uh addicted to drugs or something and then it would it would be scary to me Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with a smoker i don't think it even needs to be as extreme as uh as drug or alcohol abuse even if somebody's a smoker if i'm dating a girl and she's a smoker i'm kind of like what i'm already in the hospital visiting them i've dated so many smokers that like the taste of tobacco i think turns me on really yeah i'm kind of into it just kind of subconsciously (laughs) i don't know what it is i just like i date smokers all the time yeah well you have that response to it yeah i recently bummed a cigarette at a party and then uh i was flirting with somebody and they were like you smell like shit (laughs) they hated uh cigarettes that much really i should have found a ricky lindholm girl i've never smoked a cigarette really yeah 33 i know no not curious it's a it's a terrible thing i already know i don't want to yeah. I just don't want to be a smoker. Oh, I get it. I like my teeth. Yeah. And I like my voice. And I, yep. just want to, I just want to keep things as they are. Hey, come on. Yeah. And I don't want to take that on. And I'm like, eh. Because it's so cool and it makes you lose weight. And it's all these things that I feel like I would like. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like if I started, I would just be in. That's how I feel about cocaine. That's why I'll never do it. Because, I mean, it gives you energy. It makes you skinny. I'm like, that like... Fuck. Okay, I can I'm never in. do that. I can never yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, because I feel like I would just go down that rabbit hole. I'm afraid of cocaine too, for the mm-hmm. same reason. Because I'm, I, I'm like, oh, it makes me my brain fire a million miles a minute. It sounds like it might make me funny. Actually, it sounds like it might be a nightmare. I think. If, yeah. I'm already talking pretty fast. Right. Yeah, me too. I do a lot of Red Bull. That's my drug of choice. I can't. No. I can't anymore. Five hour energy coffee. No way. I have a lot of caffeine in my life. Really? Yeah. Water. You need more water. Do I? Oh, sure. I drink a lot of water. Okay, you're doing great. Yeah. Just because of my voice. Like, 
No, I had vocal nodules before, and it's the worst oh, thing that's ever right. happened. You had to eat those gummy bears. So boring. Yeah. There's nothing more boring. No b- more boring? Yeah. Than this topic, you mean? Than being able to, not being able to talk. Uh, <laughs> no, you, no, no. Let's stay away from vocal no, nodules. No, vocal nodules make you, like, it's crazy. You can't talk. I thought I was going to have them, too. That's why I went to vocal therapy, because right. of you. Right. No, no. Yeah. I don't, but it still kind of hurts. That's good. Well, it's that's okay. good. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know we still have time, but I actually need to go. You I had to go. go at nine. Where did we hit? What are we on the time scale? Two hours? Uh, well, well I I'm think so excited you had me on here. I'm so glad. I I we love finally had our girl you. talk. I know we finally had our girl yeah, talk, and we see, recorded that's all we it, wanted. which is the best. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it, and we need we need to hang out again soon. I know properly. Yes. After this month is over, mm-hmm. we're gonna do it real good. Yay! It's gonna be the best. Yay! Would you say keep it crispy? Keep that's it. how we. How do I say it? Oh, you say it however you want. Keep it crispy. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a guest <laughs> laugh as hard as me at Keep It Crispy. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ricky. Yeah, you're really welcome. Really appreciate it. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. 